retro brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Uh, I'm able to talk. I'm doing all right. Yeah, doing Sarge, all right. Sarge is under the weather a little bit. He's got, got the coffee coughs or whatever's going on. Uh, those of you that don't know, Generation X Gaming, weekly podcast. It goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We're here Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on Twitch and YouTube simultaneously. If you like this type of podcast, please make sure you share, like, and subscribe over on our YouTube channel. If you're over on Twitch, you can help us out by hitting that follow button or uh, hitting that subscribe button or using your Twitch Prime sub. If you're over on YouTube, there's lots of ways you can help us out. You can hit the like button. You can hit comment down below. You can share it with somebody. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, there's two ways that you could support us. Uh, you can use your super chats during the live chat. Or you could also become a member as little as 99 cents for the try it out uh, membership uh, level. Or you can do the 499 for the level one membership. That gets you access to our Discord, more access to our Discord. Our Discord is free for everybody. If you'd like to help us out on this channel and submitting news stories each and every single week, you can put it in our submit section in uh, our Discord and you can talk in our general chat as well. On today's episode, Sarge, we're going to be talking about Gran Turismo. We're. we're we're doing the same format as we did last week. Less topics, more talk about the topics. We're going to be talking about Gran Turismo that's 7. Because, that's because less is more. That's right. Less is more. Right? The more you, the more you spend, the more the, you save. The more you save. Right? We're going to be talking about uh, Halo TV series. It's out today. People mm -hmm. have been watching it, Sarge. We're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about our good old friend, Battlefield 2042, uh, or as we call it, Betafield 2076. I don't have my recorder. Yeah, don't worry. I, I have a thing. Uh, we're we're going to talk about Tiny Tina's. Some reviews came out. We're going to talk about the overall uh, overall reviews of it. We're going to talk about G4, uh, the debacle that's been going on. We haven't really brought up G4 at all the entire time it's been happening for the There's last reasons. few months. There's so, reasons. We're going to talk about it now, though. And then we're going to talk about smaller little topics that are not as big uh, topics. That's what's happening today on... The size does not matter. That's right, Generation X Gaming, episode 303. Uh, we're also going to talk about what we've been playing, and I think that's about it, uh, we'll, and we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, those of you that are here live... Sorry, go ahead, Sarge. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, those of you that are live, we are recording locally, um, so if you're here, we might say certain things that don't make the actual cut at the end, uh, and the reason Ooh. for this is... Uh, we keep getting copyright claims, so if I show like a video or something like last week, we got hit big time. Not for Harry Potter, okay, but we got for Sarge brought up the critical role, and I brought up just the video, no sound of Vox Machinima, okay, and they they took it down. They I couldn't make any monetization, lost all revenue for the actual show because of a fifteen second clip of a two hour show, two hours and twenty minute show. Uh, so what's going to happen now in the future, if you're here live, you get to see it all happen live. At the end of this show, we're going to take down this broadcast and I'm going to upload the actual uh, podcast back up and uh, you'll get to watch the show edited before they edit it for me. That way, when it comes out, 
uh, they don't screw up my uh, my ad revenue on the back end. So that's what we're doing. How's everyone doing in chat? I, I, I thought you were advertising for a little bit. Like I thought that would be a good thing to do. Like it's something cool to look at. Yeah, it's it's it's. No, weird. There was no sound. There was no sound. You still got it, copyright struck. Yep, we get copyright claim for for. It doesn't matter if it's like a three second bar of music out of a two hour show. They will demonetize the entire episode. You have options to mute certain things after the fact, but I went through the process and it literally took 28 hours to get one thing uh, fixed, but there was two copyright claims and I couldn't copyright them at the same, I couldn't fight them at the same time. You have to do one at a time. Okay. Well, while you're fighting it one at a time, clicks are going up. People are watching your video. Thousands of people are watching it, but you're not getting any of it because that's just the way YouTube works. But thank it's you, just, YouTube, because a- <clears throat> I, I do like having a, channel to actually it's a it's a it's a it's a power thing man that's what it is uh chat thank you very much uh this is for you we're clapping for you thank you very much for the live chat coming in uh you are on you are part of the stream you are part of the stream so uh you're on screen when we're in this in this uh in this screen layout all right Sarge. i think we're gonna start off well i think i know we're gonna start off uh what you've been playing Okay, have you played anything in the last week since the last time we saw you? Besides ESO, is there anything you've 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 tried out? Uh, yeah, actually, I I downloaded. Well, I didn't download it. It was on the game. Of course, it's on Game Pass. I I tried the. I'm always a fan of the uh, Warhammer series, and they have right. the War. I think it's new. It's another Warhammer game, Battle Crusade. I think it was called. I, I'm gonna get the name wrong because there's so many of them. But it's a, it's turn based, which I don't I don't I don't like turn based that much. But it uses the current Space Marine pieces Warhammer. and whatnot. Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the 40k. It's not the fantasy. It's the 40k one. And it has a campaign. It has a skirmish mode. It's Space Marines versus Tyranids. Uh, I've, I've been like in like mission like four or five. It's a little difficult to learn. You have to, it's a lot of stat based stuff. It's like a more it's like a more complicated version of XCOM. Right. Instead of controlling like a team of five guys, every every group of thing, every group of every piece is like a squad of guys. Like there's five guys here, three guys here, and so it's it's a lot of math. You're 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 moving a cursor around. It's a lot of math to do, but right. it still has that 40k feel to it. But then of course I I go back and I I look online. I think if my computer was just a little bit faster and I get it updated, I can play Dawn of War two, and that game is just so good. Still, still so good. I watched. What year did that come out? Oh God, Dawn of War two's been out a while now. Like it, Dawn of War three collapsed. It failed. That was like a year a year or two ago. And that was probably like four years before then. But I, I like the original one because of uh, the, the base building. But Dawn of War 2, you can, I like watching the uh, three versus three faction wars that Indrid does. Right. Indrid does, Indrid does a really good uh, casting of three, ver- three versus three. And so I watch that. Uh, but other than that, um, I, I, I downloaded Tunic. It's in the hard drive. And I just I haven't played it. Right, the damn 40k got in my face, and I wanted to play that before I played Tunic, and I haven't got to play Tunic yet. I I've been playing Tunic uh, all week on on stream. Um, I'm about about 20 hours in. I think you can speed run the fucking thing now that I realize, like, once you like figure, there's so it's many like, light. There's like Zelda. There's so many light bulb moments, Sarge. I'm not, I I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I'm not gonna but tell don't, you right. Don't, don't but do there's it. things in the game that happen, and you're like, oh, I could have done that like minute one. Right, you figure it out. You're like, oh, I could have done it. So, so I, I would like to see once I'm done with the game, go back and play it and see how fast I could do it again. Uh, the boss fights are are pretty good. 
they are certain mechanics. Uh, I talked about it earlier today on my stream that uh, it's being review bombed because the two time the two things it's getting review bombed for Sarge is it's it's Zelda. It's a copy of Zelda, even though the makers of it are fans of Zelda, the original Zelda, and they they said it's a like a or, you know, uh, it's like a tip of the hat to them. Okay, and then they said the bosses are hard, right? Which I get, but they're not really that hard. You just have to. You might not be able to beat that boss that time that you find it because it is an open world thing. So you might be able to fight find a boss, and you might be underpowered. You might not have the right weapon. You might not have the right ability. You might not be uh. uh might not be strong enough at that moment, right? So you just go back when you when you find the right tool, the right weapon, the right you know stats that you have for your character. Um, for the most part, I went through most of the bosses pretty easy. I got stumped on one yesterday. Uh, I was almost at the end of my wits. It was this one boss fight that you have to fight six different bosses, and it's a gauntlet, okay? And if you die, you have to start over, over and do all six bosses again. That right? sounds familiar. So, so I I killed everything and I, I saved the last guy for the one of the big bosses for last, and he just kept killing me. Right. And I was like, ah. Oh. So then what I did was like, I was like, all right, let me start again. I killed him first, right? And then I killed the other ones because I knew I could get through all the other ones, but I kept dying on him. So I did him first. So if I died, I wasn't wasting my whole time. I would just die and then start again, kill him, die, do it again. So I, I killed him. It took me about, I want to say, 45 to an hour to kill all of them and get through it. But then I got the coolest ability in the game at the end of that. And I was like, oh, this is totally worth it. And then I stayed up for another hour and a half on stream and, and just continued playing. And I got all these other unlocks that, I've, that I could do now because of the ability I got. Uh, I found secrets. I found hidden rooms. I found, I was like, this is amazing. And then I, I, sounds, I it sounds like a video game. Yeah, it's a really fun video game. Um, and then I, I was doing the last boss, the final boss. At least I think it's the final boss. Um, and I was just getting my ass kicked. I was like, I, I don't think I'm ready for this. So when I go back and play, I gotta go find my last ability that I have to re-establish. And people understand that if you if you've gone through it. And then I think I'll go back to the um to the final boss. So that's Tunic. Um, another game I've been playing, Sarge. I played just for one day, one afternoon for an hour and a half, two hours, was Fortnite. Now, I wasn't playing Save the World Fortnite. I was playing Fortnite BR that I haven't really jumped back into as much as I did that day for years. I played six matches. I won a solo match. Uh, I came in second with a duos match, uh, and I think we came in like 16th in uh, the duos match. Um, and then I came in second. I came in first. I came in 16th, and I came in like 57th in my, in my four that I did uh, solo. The reason I went back, Sarge, is they, they took out the building. They took out the building. And in Fortnite, I've always played with no building. The only thing I would build is like a ramp and a wall. That's, that's, that was my variation of building. I didn't build like a, uh, the Empire State shopping Building. Shopping center. Yeah, I didn't build a shopping center or the Empire State Building to, to fight off people. I would always slowly, methodically... You know, follow the circle, stay on the edges, hide behind trees, go behind buildings, slowly move up, and then kill people. Uh, and I would get a lot of wins that way, right? Now, I, I feel like if I, put, I put in more time into uh, Fortnite now with the non-building, I think I would be a lot better because now they're playing my game, right? Now they're playing on my 
terms of they're not building shopping plazas and and skyscrapers. They're they're literally hiding behind the trees. You can't build anything. You can't place anything. Now you can hide behind cover. You can still break the cover with your pickaxe and and whatnot. But you can't collect resources. You're not collecting resources. You're not building fucking shopping plazas. Right? Doesn't that sound doesn't that sound strange? It, it's like PUBG. That sounds that sounds like one more step away from what the game was originally. Well, what it was originally was a was a co-op co-op building defense tower defense tower uh, yeah, uh, tower yeah. defense and sorry so now we got we got rid of the we got rid of the defense tower and kept the building yeah and now no the building's not there anymore now it's just the br yeah so i had I, this i find it i find it strange to keep moving further and further from it i had this conversation on stream two days ago about i liked it i did i was like there's a lot of npcs and bots in the game uh sure. I, I had a conversation where there was bots in the game before they actually announced bots in the game years ago back in 2018 there was bots in the game and my chat was pushing back saying, no, there wasn't. I, I could prove it 100% there was bots. Right? I, I brought up some YouTube channels that they showed bots and the uploaded back in 2018. They showed how the bots... It's, you could just tell like when you're going up against a bot, even a less experienced player. Right? I also showed a clip of my son playing at two and a half, three years old. Um, and he died, okay, real fast. But that's how they play. So you're telling me the three-year-olds have controllers in their hands, and, the, like, the NPC does this, Sarge, like, right? They, like, it's, it's, if it was a real person, you can tell. If, you if can it tell. was a real person, if I shoot you, you would shoot back. You wouldn't, you wouldn't run from me as soon as I shoot you. That's, that's not what happens when you play a real person, right? And you can, you can tell 100%, 100% uh, the difference between even a, a human player and an AI. Now, obviously, the AI is getting better, but it's still different. Now, the AI that they have in the game, the actual bots that you know they're bots, uh, they have, like, little checkpoints and little things around, so there's, like, NPC squads that are, like, patrolling areas, and that's, and that's fun. You get different uh, resources and stuff from them, like gold bars, stuff like that. Didn't feel super sweaty at all, the, the match. I, I, I felt super relaxed. Let me tell you something. Epic, as far as a technical aspect of what they're doing with Fortnite, phenomenal. I don't care if you disagree, you don't like Fortnite, you think Fortnite's a shit game, but what Epic is doing with Fortnite is absolutely amazing because they trick your brain, Sarge. You get in the lobby super fast. It's less than a minute. You get into a real game, all right? It fills up with 100 people. Real or fake, doesn't matter, right? Doesn't matter. There could be 20 real people, 80 fake people. It doesn't matter because as the window closes, the circle closes down. You're going to be in the top 10, top 20, top 25. The game, the game's time doesn't take forever. It's right. a set amount of time, which means you can play multiple games right. per hour, you're, multiple you're, games per you're weekend. You're going to feel <laughs> like you're the best because it, it, it puts you with matchmaking with people of your scale level as well. Okay? So if you start winning, it's going to put you in a higher lobby, and you might go and start losing, but then you'll back down and so on and so forth. Okay? But the bots are in there regardless. And it makes you feel good. And on top of that, if you don't think that there's bots in the game, it doesn't matter because you're exploring the map, the map, right? You're going unlocking certain things. The you're things finding you out pick, where the hidden boxes are right. hiding and what the things spots that and you what find or collect. It's all going to your uh, your battle pass. So the the endorphins are just the the dopamine's just going into you constantly, right? You're collecting, you're finding, you're killing, a little bit of fear, a little bit of right, a little bit of fear. You got everything going on, right? There's there's actual NPCs that you know are bots. There's bots, bots that you don't think they're bots, but they are bots. 
there's just so much going on in the game, right? So much, and they just a fun game, man. It is. It's just a fun game. And the technology they're doing with the Unreal Engine and how they can update stuff and constantly update this game is just phenomenal. Like, I was playing, and I, I was Deadpool. Oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, Kate Bishop, and then I was Deadpool. And Big Luke, he was uh, uh, Harley Quinn. And then Milky came in, and he was playing with Wonder Woman. I was like, what game can you play where you're playing Deadpool, Harley Quinn, Spider-Man, and, and Wonder Woman all on the same team. It's a little weird seeing Spider-Man hold a, a, an AK-47. I know that's not one of the guns, but it's, it's just weird seeing him hold a gun. Deadpool, not really, because he uses guns anyway. But the game is fun, man. It's a fun game. It's, it's not my cup of tea where I'll, I'll jump in every single day. But the no-building is a much better experience. I, I, think, I think the no-building actually opens up the game more. Oh, because absolutely. The people, for the people that don't know how to build... Right, they're right. They know, they know how to do a first-person shooter or a third-person shooter, but they don't know how to build while doing it. Right, and so I think it opens up the game a little bit more. I think actually more people will play now, which is even more strange if you think about it. So the I, I think what they're doing with this, Sarge, obviously this is a test. Now people are like, "Well, how do you know this is a test or whatever?" I brought up a documentary we watched from seven years ago. It was a documentary on Fortnite. And the, the uh, Suggs, I think his name is, or da Daryl Suggs, or Suggs, is one of the leads of Fortnite, okay? And what they were building with Fortnite way back when, it took eight years to build this game to get to the tower defense game that they wanted, okay? They knew it was going to be a popular game. They, they say this in the documentary. They know it's going to be popular. They knew this is successful. Uh, it could update real quick. They wanted to throw a jetpack in. They could throw a jetpack in. But they're talking about a game... Not of Battle Royale. They're talking about the tower defense game of how they could make that game better and, and adapt over time. And, and if yeah, they wanted to you, test something. Do you have the link of that interview? You should put the link in, in Discord for the chat to go look at because the, that actual interview is before the game was released in the, in the, in the version that failed. Correct. And so you get, you, get to hear, you get to hear what the developer is talking about. And if, if you take what the developer is talking about and place it into what's going on now, it makes a lot more sense. Well, it, it's funny because you can. You can take... They're talking about Fortnite as the save the world. But if you, if you look at it as the Battle Royale, everything you're saying still, still works for, for what they're doing. And they said that they could put something in the game and just test it out. And they get instant, instant data because everyone that's playing. So that's exactly what they're doing with uh, Fortnite the BR. It's really interesting. Um, I don't know if I have the... I have to go back to my history. I can find it. Uh, I watch a lot of videos, so I'm going to have to go back and, and, uh, and try to find the... But it's, it's really interesting. You guys should, you guys should go... If I can find I'll, I'll put the link in the, in the description. And also the... The bots... Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to find it later because I, I have just way too many videos that I've, I've gone through, so I don't, I don't know where it is. Anyway, so that's, that's what I've been playing. I've been playing, I played Fortnite. I've been playing Tunic. Um, a little bit of Lost Ark, uh, logging in, logging out. Uh, other than that, found info that no build is staying. Ooh, I didn't know that. The latest story about the no building. So no building is staying for the whole entire season or it's just staying for the week? Can you play 
uh, Save the World anymore? No. Yes. Yes. Okay. I actually like playing Save the World because I get to take my uh, Mandalorian character, or I get to take Deadpool or Kate Bishop that I that I got with the V Bucks and bring them into Save the World. So I'm I'm playing as those characters in Save the World. So. Yeah, look, I look, I think I've said this years ago. You can look it up if I don't know if they're online anymore, but on the Raiders round table that we used to be a part of the podcast, used to play Fortnite back in 2017-2018. I said when they were bringing bots in and stuff that they were making some sort of their next game is some sort of type of MMO, okay? Lono has also said this. We we have two different theories on what type of stuff they're going to make, but we both came to the same conclusion that separately that they're they're making something of an MMO. And I, I believe this 100% based on everything they've brought into the game over the years when they had the island for the concerts and the vending machines and the stores and the shops they had, but there wasn't really shops there. They brought in different things. They brought in vehicles to drive around, which they said they wouldn't bring in vehicles before. They brought in mechs. They, they have building. You have a creative world. You have music where you can make music in the game. Uh, there's all these things. Epic just bought a music company, like a, uh, like a, software they have facial recognition they have all this stuff that they've picked they're, up over the they're years they're building they're building something right and For while sure. they bring it in right why would they bring in a no building well i would assume that their next game they're building hasn't anything to do with fortnite as far as building a fucking thing but maybe they're building a fortnite universe or something that's coming to the game where they can see, well, how's it going to look if we take these characters and there's no building going on and they get this massive data of how the game works, right? They could bring in a game mode, simply bring it in for one season, like someone put in chat saying, Willie's saying, right? You could just bring in that game mode. Now people will be like, well, maybe it'll split the player base. It's not going to split the player base because right now, Fortnite's more like roadblocks, okay? As far as you could go into a lobby and yes, you could play BR. Right? You can play solo, you can play duos, you can play trios, you can play squads, okay? That right there would separate the player base big time, okay? But there's bots. But be, just like I was saying before, because you can, there's this dopamine always happening. It don't really matter, because once you get down to the, the, the last 20, they're, they're going to be mostly real people, and you're going to have those really nice fights that you're happening, okay? And... The other game modes are like parkour stuff or car racing or creative mode or uh, music, whatever, right? There's so many different things that happen in this game. I, I truly believe that this whole thing is just one big test ground for their next game. And it makes perfect sense because it's a live game. There's like three to four million people playing this thing all the time. doesn't matter what time of the day, right? There's a lot just of data. All, day, all day. There's a lot of data. A lot they, of can data. Test, they can test out a lot of stuff. So I, I truly believe that they're building something uh, with more of a, I don't know if it's RPG, MMO, I don't know if it's some sort of like, I don't know, metaverse, they're building something. And whatever that comes out, we're going to be mind blown by it because we're going to be like, holy shit, right? The Unreal Engine 5 is amazing. Uh, other companies have already decided, uh, we're not going to go into a more conversation, but CD Projekt Red just announced that there's, they're dropping their, their, uh, uh, their game engine to work in Unreal Engine 5 for the next Witcher. The next Witcher is going to be in the Unreal Engine 5. That's huge, okay? They literally just dumped their entire, you know, uh, system to now use Unreal Engine 5 for, for Witcher. So, again, Epic is something, they're, they're, they're going to be doing something huge uh, with the game in the future. So, that's, uh, that's what we've been playing. Uh, next up, 
We're going to go into the stories. But let's get to top stories. All right. So the uh, first story, Sarge, it's, it's, it's a big one. It's a big one. I have six articles, and it, it, just, it just goes down the whole entire gambit of, of stuff. Gran Turismo 7, right? So the first article that I'm going to bring up here is Gran Turismo 7 fans are upset about the game's microtransactions. Now, Gran Turismo 7's microtransactions are a fundamental part of the digital racing game, which is angered and upset fans at equal measures, okay? Thanks to the prevalent of the game's microtransactions, the atmosphere surrounding Gran Turismo 7 has under, undergone a metaphorical U-turn. As it stands right now, the latest entry in the franchise has all-time lowest user score of any PlayStation first-party title on Metacritic. Unlike some of the other games that have been reviewed-bombed recently, it, is, it also has to be said that the, the most of the criticisms coming from uh, Polydolphin's digital way of more than just justified. Okay. While there's also multiple reasons why fans are upset at Gran Turismo 7 microtransactions, the feelings can be traced back to how the digital choice implemented them. During the game's promotional campaign, there was little talk to the cash or credit system from the studio. Due to the fact Gran Turismo 6 uh, sported features uh, unperturative microtransactions, uh, this silence led fans to assume that the new system would operate similar. As a result, uh, discourse surrounding the game was also run up to the launch was mostly positive. Crucially, though, no one was able to test the game's microtransactions or judge them before thousands of pre-orders and sales were fulfilled. Now, uh, Polyphone's uh, decision to activate GTA 7's microtransaction on its launch day has subsequently left many feeling they've been deceived by the studio. Okay? Now, this is the next topic. Following the microtransaction criticism of Gran Turismo's latest patch makes it harder to earn cars. Now, the patch appears to target races and players were using to farm in-game currency. Now, see, they made a game grindy, and now they made it more grindy after a patch. Now, the new patch for Gran Turismo 7 has reduced the amount of in-game currency many racers were rewarded, thereby making it harder to unlock new cars even after widespread criticism of the game's microtransactions. Okay? So, while the racing games features microtransactions, some of the high-end cars, like the G7, are expensive, they require a significant amount of gameplay to obtain enough credits buy them via normal means, which some cars potentially taking dozens of hours of racing. Now, other cars... 90, 93, for some of them to be exact. <laughs> for one car? That's correct. Okay. So other cars, most notably high-value legendary cars, also rotate in and out of various shops in-game, a tactic that could be preserved as FOMO effect, encouraging players to top up the, uh, their game with the currency and real money so they are able to afford the certain car before it's gone. Now, on top of this, unlike in previous games in the series, players are unable to sell their cars to earn credits. Once a player has finished the game's campaign, the main goal is to collect the legendary legend cars. Okay, the most expensive cars in the game, simply playing the game, race over, over, and over, is only in-game option to earn these cars. Now, as a result of this, some members of the community came up with a list of tracks that could exploit they're easy credits. Now, this, is, this list appears to be main target of the game's latest patch. Of course, right? So just for example, World Touring Car 824 hour demands racing circuit was 5,000 credits, okay? And I guess it's now 70,000 credits, okay? They went from seven... Correct me if I'm wrong, chat. Did it go from 70,000 credits to 5,000 credits? That's the, that's the reward now, right? So according to the Discord user, the following races they, they lowered it. It's all lowered. Have their uh, their payouts changed. New payout is in bold. Yeah. Yes. 
So the payout before was seventy uh, five thousand credits, and the new payment is 70,000 70, credits for the cars. They're for the cars. So it costs five thousand credits. Now it costs seventy thousand credits. Okay, and so on and so forth. Okay, so that. Oh, and just and put in perspective, a hundred thousand credits is three dollars or two fifty. Two hundred fifty thousand credits is uh, five dollars. Seven hundred fifty thousand credits is ten dollars, and two million credits is twenty dollars. Okay, now that's that's article number two, Sarge. Article number three, Gran Turismo 7's microtransactions are live, and the GT Sports $5 cars now cost $40. So they've, they've four times the amount of what they actually cost want to buy the cars. Players can now buy in-game credits in packs of up to $2 each. Okay. So the $70 PlayStation 5 title allows players to top the credits. They also could otherwise, during a game, by purchasing bundles of the PlayStation Store. During the review period, these microtransactions were inaccessible, and it's possible that tell some much credits that cost the game was released. So they went after the review process, after all the stuff that came out, they, they changed standard, it. standard okay. operating procedure. So now here's another topic, Sarge. Another, this is all part of the same story. Sony abuses the review system with Gran Turismo seven. Okay. For the initial Gran Turismo seven, the long awaited return of the traditional player, Gran Turismo skipped the PlayStation four as normal practice. And the game has sent the reviewers a dozens of different media outlets before March 4th. Please state, uh, Gran Turismo 7 reviewed extremely favorable prior to the release of uh, tier embargo system, allowing the game to capitalize on double the news cycles. The game got a second wave of praise, and the summer viewers were forced to hold their reviews until closer launch, or launch day. After the game, and more importantly, the reviews were out, things started to change. First, Sony implemented microtransactions into the game, allowing players to buy in-game credit with real-world money. Okay, uh, This was expected for the game as a live-service element, and something that while not available before release, could evidently be implemented at a later point. But then Sony began to change the in-game economy by raising the price of the cars while lowering the payouts from the races. It became significantly more grindy than that what the reviewers played, and Sony tried to mask it by lowering the, the prices of some of the cars and raising the payouts of a few races to make the change appear as nothing more than just a balancing tweak. The net total of the changes, though, uh, told a different story. In addition to all this, the prices of the exact same cars had inflated up to 800% the game's predecessor of Grand Sport. Okay. Uh, it's being review bombed. And I believe. Uh, it, it, that's not review bombed. Well, so. it's getting review, bo review bombed. It's not review bombed. And then the last topic is Grand Turismo 7 devs address the microtransaction complaints. Now, in a post, explains why the maintenance period of Gran Turismo 7 that was expected to last only a few hours had lasted longer than 24 hours. It goes on to apologize for the delay after explaining the unforeseen events that caused the problems and explains the decision to lower the number of in-game credits reward for certain events uh, and that the microtransactions of the game are representative of the value of the rarity of the real-world cars. So basically they're saying, well, because the Tesla cost a lot, I, I don't know if the Tesla's in the game, but because the Tesla's in the game, Right, and the Tesla costs a lot of money. We're gonna raise the price because the in-game value of the money has to represent the actual game of a car simulator game, right? So the statement on March 18th, 2022, comes following the extended period of server maintenance, which left the fans unable to play most for of the 30 modes hours within the game for like it was like 32 hours, something like that. 32 yeah. hours. Uh, the statement addressed in a big problem that the players had since the launch eagerly awaited the racing simulator. The microtransaction system of Gran Turismo 7 was received significant backlash from players. And also, I want uh, the value uh, and rarity. So I think that it's important to, for it to link with real-world prices, they say. I want to make the GT7 a game in which you can enjoy a variety of cars in lots of different ways, if it's possible. I would also like to try to avoid situations where a player must 
mechanically keep replaying certain events repeatedly. Okay, so they're saving you from yourself, Sarge. The reason they, they lowered the you're thing not, is because they don't want me. you to grind the same race over and over. They want you to go play the other matches. You're, you're full of shit. Right? That's what they want. So what do you think of this whole thing, Sarge, about Sony, about uh, you know the game company, studio, the microtransaction? You, they say your mic's clipping. My mic's okay. clipping? Yeah, something's happened with your mic. Okay, so let's let's go through this one issue at a time because... For those of us that have played Gran Turismo over the years, I haven't played my I played Gran Turismo for the entire lifetime of, of the PlayStation. Except for the last two last two of them that came out, I don't care anymore. I, I'm done with driving games. But we need to we need to address this. All right. So first of all, everyone needs to understand that this game is a single player game, but it is online all the time. All the time. All the time. Which means time. if sometime in the future they decide not to support the game anymore, you can't play your game anymore. Period. That's number one. Number two. Updates that they made to the game bring down service of the game. So even when they're updating, you can't play single player while while it's being updated. So that means the game is online forever. It's there's no such thing as Gran Turismo in your in your console that you can play. It's online all the time. The game is made for you to buy cars, actually buy the car with real money. And the fact that they jacked it from five to forty shows you that they're trying to milk as much as they can. I like it's car porn. I get it. If you're a car enthusiast, I understand. You love for you love Forza, Forza. You love Need for Speed. I I get the whole car porn thing. The cars look really good. The tracks look really good. Like I understand why you love the game. Right. But the way that this game is constructed is an abomination to gaming, right? You are basically buying cars with real money. Right? They right, they did right. they did a breakdown they did a breakdown where if you were to play the races in current state it would take you like ninety three hours to earn the, the ability to buy one car, like it, it it's supposed to be a video game about cars you race and when you got a better car you souped it up and then when you got to a better race you sold the car you souped up to put towards another car to race that car that's the whole point of the game right now you can't turn cars in for credits which means you got to buy the credits. The chunks of credits that you can buy to buy more credits are 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 in twenty dollar increments. Right. So it, it's you always have leftover credits. It it's not a video game. It's a vending machine for digital cars. Okay. So now, if you like the game, fantastic. But you can't say it's being review bombed because you're not a car video game anymore. You're a vending machine, right? So I don't care what they say about how good the game is. You you have to think about the actual video game that you created. You didn't create a video game. I did we not just see Forza win game of the year or sound of the year, whatever the hell it was for the for the car game that they made, right? You what what do you think you guys are doing over here? What what do you think that's gonna be? First of all, the the people that buy this game must be the same people who keep buying FIFA every year. It's gotta be a two-pack, right? If 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 you're a person that thinks that this game is great in in the way that it's constructed right now, then you have to be the exact player who buys FIFA every well, year. You I, I have think, to be. Well, Krebsy brings up the point. The gameplay wise, the game is great. Right, that's the door. The door. Right, it's a driving game. Yeah, it's a driving game. I'm it's sure they perfected it at this point. At, at this point, it's 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 fun. Once you're done riding that car around, you're like, hey, I want to update my car. I want to upgrade my car. I want to play this. But now it's just now you're like you said, it's it's a car dealership game, right? 
That's what it is. It's a Listen, car dealership it's, it's, game. It's even been it's even been discussed that even when you reach the end game cars, like you spend a lot of time buying cars or or earning cars or whatever you're gonna do with them, there's no place to go with those cars. Right. Like your end game, your, your end, end game, game cars. There's no place to race the end game cars. You know what I mean? Like the goal is the car. Right. And if if the goal is the car, the only way to get the car is the money. And I have to grind. And you, it's bold face manipulation to it, the, the guys play your game. They find the best way to earn credits. And the first thing you do is lower the credits because they are forcing you to play a game for a specific amount of time for you to get burnt out and then have to buy credits. Right. It's a vending machine. There, there's no difference. It's not a, it's not a video game. There, there's no difference on, on, on what EA did with <clears throat> Star Wars Battlefront 2, right? Darth Vader, it, Luke Skywalker, and them were all behind before the game came out. It would take literally 80, 90 hours to unlock Darth Vader to use Darth Vader when you purchase the game for 60 bucks, right? And you couldn't be able to play all the characters by unlocking them just within a decent time. Right, you have to complete ninety hours and just unlock that one character, okay? And they had to do it again for Luke, and it, it, they changed it before launch. People spoke up before launch, but here's the thing: they didn't even show the microtransactions in this game before the launch, right? They did it after course, the game course, came of out. Of course, he didn't. Okay? Of course, he didn't. Alien, Alien says those cars aren't even NFTs, right? Right? Imagine that, Alien. Imagine. Imagine. You, you go cars. ahead and you go. You go ahead and enjoy yourself, PL. I'm. I'm not gonna. First of all, I'm not gonna. I would never buy a game. Where one day the game does just doesn't work anymore. Like, I I paid for the cars, but think of it now. I I, I grinded for two thousand hours. I spent over two hundred dollars in credits to get cars because I didn't want to grind for certain cars. Then I get the entire list of cars. I have it all. And two and a half years from now, when another game comes out, they stop supporting this one, and I can't play the game anymore at all. So basically, all the money I spent into it is gone. Like it's just gone, gone. Like I can't play the cars anymore later. That's it. Like I don't understand how how in your mind as a gamer you think that's the proper way to develop a game and sell it to the public. I have uh, I, I have no enjoy. Problem. I have no problem. Enjoy. I have no problem if they add the game. They want to make extra money. Fine. It's not extra money. No, no but what you, I'm saying you, here, you, I'm, you I'm, guys, I'm, you're, no. you're you're still being manipulated well, over the years about how they need extra money. No, but what I'm saying is, if you're gonna sell stuff like this. For instance, the Star Wars Lego games coming out. They have seven mm -hmm. DLCs coming out. Okay, you could buy those separately, but they're just characters. Or you could just buy the upfront version of the game of the Lego Star Wars. Uh, I forget what the fuck it's called. The Skywalker Saga Complete Edition, whatever Deluxe Edition. You get all seven for ten bucks. Ten bucks, you unlock additional forty-five characters that come into the game. Mando, Ahsoka, all the other characters, right? That'll be coming out later on, but you'll get them for just an extra $10, okay? For 45 characters. What I'm saying is, if you're going to do something like this, put packs of cars in. Or for $20, for $30, for $40 fucking dollars, not just one fucking car, put a bundle in of, here's 12 cars, here's 15 cars, and here's $20, and just give me those, and then let me play the game with the thing, right? Because then... Then people will be like, oh, you know what? 15 bucks for, for 15 cars? That seems good. But this is, it's just ridiculous, right? I, we just talked about Fortnite. It, it's, it's, just, it's just abuse. We just talked about Fortnite. $25 it's, for a it's, game it's, when it first it, came out. Now it's they a $70, stuff, right? it's now a $70 game. Yeah, but it's a $70 game that's going to end up costing $350 to $400. Oh, like, sure. you, you, you wouldn't think it ever in your life to buy a $400 game, a $400 or $500 game. 
But as long as I milk you over the year, it's completely fine. But then I don't get to play the game forever. It's not my game. So right. I, I, I'm never going to be with that. My brain's not wired that way. I don't believe in it. I, I don't believe in the system where I'm going to give you money. The game's not mine. And then you get to decide when I get to play the game. If I wake up one morning, oh, I'm off, single player and I want to play, really and I, I want to play Gran Turismo, and it happens to be an update day, and I, I can't get on because they're they're updating. Like, you guys are living in a dream world. If if you believe this is a proper way to make a video game, especially a car racing game, did we just not? Did we not see Forza? Did we not just see how Forza did it right? Well, Forza still charges microtransactions and stuff too. Just yeah, not, but just not yeah, as bad as what these guys nah, are doing. Not even close. No. Not even close. Not even close. It's it's yeah the, the lights on thing doesn't work either Reese we're we're, we're past that leak keeping the lights on you guys are dreaming yeah and I, by the way that's not review bomb that's the public telling telling them to go fuck themselves right right but once again I'm sure the game will do fine because the same people that buy FIFA buy this because it's the same mentality it's okay. the exact same mentality it, I give you money my team is dead in a year I have to rebuy the game. And re give you the money to get the team again. And in your brain, it's cool. It's completely cool. That's what I do. Every year I give you money, I buy the same cards, and then you take it away from me and I rebuy it again. That kind of wiring is in you, I, or it's not. I'm the and same. It's not in me. I'm the I'm the same way. Like Marvel's Avengers, I don't buy skins because I think the game is dying. They're not supporting it. We'll talk about that in a little bit later, right? Uh, any game, if it's online all the time and I can't play it, right? I understand you can play Marvel's offline, but Games that are single player and you have to have online access all the time. It's not a car game, bro. I'm it's like, a vending machine. I'm like, why Why do I need to be online? I just want to play the game. Like, if I want to buy the game and play the game, like, years from now, if it's off service, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back and play. I'm going to I'm gonna go yeah. play this. You can't, you can't do it. That's what really irks me about the, uh, the Gran Turismo stuff. All right. The, it, the, the, next, the next topic. Next topic, Sarge. Uh, well, the, the intro will talk about it. I, I love this. I, I love. I, I love this. Uh, this section. So, the the next battlefield in pre-production, Dice learned well, value, valuable lessons. From Beta Field 2076 reported. Okay. In pre production, sorry. According to a report on Xfire, who previously suggested a free to play mode, AB development of a developer dice has learned valuable lessons from Battlefield 2042 and will no longer be using the game as a new foundation for long running first person shooter franchise. One former developer who recently departed from dice after the launch of Battlefield 2040 had suggested that the next Battlefield was at one point being designed to even be more of a hero shooter style game. Okay. Exactly. Which we already called. Okay. Yeah. It's claimed that the recent play test and feedback session were focused on the class system in battlefield 2042 and the results of these plans being changed to that specialist role will tie in more closely to classes. X fire also reported that the next battlefield will be set in a modern day or near future. Once again, as opposed to battlefield 2042 which will takes place several decades from now in the world where climate change has created a, a paradigm shift society. Oh, that's, that's what I really want to know, right? Not only do I want a game that's going to be shitty, but it's also going to tell me about climate change and everything else. It's going to preach to me <laughs> about, 
Sounds like a home run already. Okay, as for, as for Battlefield 2042's future, EA and DICE are still re requiring to release new specialties, modes, weapons, vehicles, and maps as part of the Battle Pass obligations. I love how it says obligations. Ob right, obligations. Right? right. Because they would just stop supporting the game right now, but people paid right. money for it, so they have to right. get the bare minimum out right. for obligation. the obligation pass. Right? That's what we're going to call it from now on. Beta mm. Field 76 with their obligation pass. Mm. Thanks yep. for your... Seasonal obligation pass, which is being handled by a dedicated team within DICE. Oh, yeah. I'm sure all 10 people are really working really hard. Okay? I'm sure they're loving it, too. I'm sure they come in every day and go, man, I'm so excited. excited to make obligation they're pass excited. here. This content for obligation pass is going to be really good. It's also known how the invasion. Nasty. It's also known that how the invasion of Ukraine will affect the development of the U.S. versus Russia lore of Battlefield 2042, as EA recently removed Russia from several of its sports games and halted sales in the country, as it's also, uh, you know, in other, in other Battlefield 2042 news, DICE released a patch earlier this month that added the first long list of legacy features. Legacy features. Or... It's called, it's called standard features. Should we just call it obligation features? No, no. Standard. <laughs> it's a standard feature. Right? It's, not, it's, not, it's not a legacy feature. Yeah. It's a standard feature. Standard. <laughs> It's like it so comes dumb. in the car. Like it comes in the car. Standard. It's so it comes dumb. in the video game. Yeah. Like we all knew this. Okay, are we, so are we saying are we saying that Battlefield One is the last Battlefield, or are we saying Battlefield Five is the last Battlefield? What are we saying? So I know where the cutoff is no, because I think what they're gonna a Battlefield for me Battlefield Five is the last Battlefield. That's that's the last Battlefield. Yes. Yeah, Battlefield Bat Five. Battlefield Twenty Four Two. The V. The V. Yeah. The V. Yeah. Okay. That's the last Battlefield. Okay. The, the next Battlefield game will, will be like... It's not Battlefield. It'll be called Obligation Field. Okay, that's what it'll be called. No, no. It, it's, it, it, they're going to probably slap the name on there, but it's, they'll, they'll probably give it like a, a sub name. They're going to call it Battlefield something right, to kind of move it on. They're, they're, they're innovating Battlefield. Like the, games, the games that should innovate, they don't innovate, and the games that are, should be staples in the gaming sphere right. for people to want to play for the reasons why they want to play it, they think they need to innovate those games. What what they what they should be doing is just bettering the actual core gameplay to where it becomes a fast-paced mill sim that has options that you can play with vehicles or without vehicles, team play, single play, small team play. Like that's how that's how it innovate, where people can jump in to do specifics, right? Then you can have a giant war map where people want to do the war map for the week. They have a war map and they, they pick some historical battle, right? Through time, right? And then you could either do it with like modern war guys. Like you could do like World War One, but with modern weapons, they do a battle or they, you just pick like a, a specific actual battle that happened in the, real, in the real world and you make that a map. Wouldn't be a big deal, but they don't want to innovate that way. They're looking to find ways to turn it into a, a, a moneymaker right. besides you buying the game. And so this one, they failed and they learned a lot of valuable lessons. And if we go to the board, 30, if we go to the board I, and we I, look I, up. Yeah, I wish what, we had a board to pop up. Yeah, if we go to the board and we look up the term. Survey we've says. Learned value, we've learned valuable lessons. Yeah. What that really means is we couldn't find a way to get more money out of you this time. Right. You That's win what this that time, chat. Right, right. <laughs> Damn you, consumers. Right. You got us this time, right. but they're always me next time. Right. Like, that's that's basically what that statement means. <laughs> right, right. So, to me, 
right? If you are already in pre-production for the next battlefield, like they like, we gotta hurry up and pump another one out. We gotta, we gotta hurry up and get another one out. Like we could just we could just take the core stuff we have now, right? Tweak it a little bit, get rid of the classes altogether, just make heroes, and we'll call it we'll call it something like uh, classic heroes in history or some nonsense, right? It, right. Once again. If you if you really like, I'm not trying to help them, but if you really wanted to do a hero shooter, don't and say I'm being, it, Sarge. Uh, they're don't, gonna fuck it up anyway. Don't, don't say right? it. If you give them ideas, if you really wanted to do a hero shooter, you would just turn Battlefield into GI Joe. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. You would just turn uh, it into GI Joe. Joe. Don't don't say it, Sarge. You put it right? out there. You, you, you have, put it out there. You have and the specific next game you get from guys EA is gonna be Battlefield GI fucking Joe. You have and specific I'm gonna, guys. I'm gonna drive 200 miles to your house and I'm gonna punch you in the face. You have specific guys that do specific jobs. It'd be perfect. Everyone would, everyone would relate to it. They're all specific characters. They're all hero classes. The bad guys can have theirs. And listen, the bad guys, they're already, they're already nobodies. You don't got to pick Russia or China. They're just Cobra. They're just, it's they're, some terrorist organization. You don't have to worry about offending the, the anybody. Fact, the fact, they're just terrorists. The fact It'll be that, beautiful. That, yay. Literally. Okay. That, it would. Water. Everyone in the it world, would. everyone knew that Russia is on the brink of, and they're like, you know what? The next game we make, let's make a game where Russia's the bad guys. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Their next Listen. game, don't worry, is gonna is gonna be China, and uh, it'll take place in Taiwan. And well, it'll it'll the take China, over in the, the chip China factory. Two, don't worry about two, it. Two two or three games back was China. That oh, was I know the that. China one. But the the next one, the hero shooter, will be a a. Uh, a China where you have to defend the chip factory in Taiwan. That's what it's going to be. And they'll be like, I, I don't understand. How did it get so close to home? I don't understand what's happening here. I don't, I don't know what they're trying to do. I, I, I really believe that the, the core team that did Battlefield is gone. And this is a new group of guys. And they're trying to make it their own, their own version of Battlefield. Yeah, I do believe that. But once again, it's, it's not a matter of whether or not they can still make a good game. It's they can't make the same game because the climate that, 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 the gaming sphere is in is your game has to, especially when you sell so many copies, you have to hit a certain number, right? And they can't get that number by just selling a game. So there has to be some kind of microtransaction thing in there when you sell that many copies in order for them to, to warrant them spending the money on it anymore. Otherwise, look, they don't want to do it. The, the but Battlefield is Battlefield. The, 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 reason, the name says it all. The reason World War, I know people are sick of like the past wars. But you know why you can do past wars instead of futuristic wars? Is because it already happened. So there's history there. And you can put the guns and the tanks and, and all the other stuff in there. And you can make it. There's so many battles that happened in the past. And they always focus on the same goddamn battles. Always. Okay? And, and it's, it, it aggravates me that they do, they do this. Okay? Because not only is the game a piece of shit. Not only is it the worst game maybe ever they've ever created, Dice has, okay? Well, but then they put life. it in a, in, a, in a setting that is literally now, like right now, okay? And now they're removing content from the game that's a shitty game already. They're removing the content of the other team that you actually get to be. You only get to be American and Russia or whatever the, the freedom fighters are, whatever they call them in the game. Whatever. Okay? And they're removing more content from the game, okay? And then... The funniest thing is the obligation, the battle pass obligations that they have to fulfill, okay? Because they have money up front. They're like, well, people paid it. We had, we, we sold 250,000 copies. And, and that's why I don't believe in game passes. And this is why you shouldn't pre-order a game. This is why you shouldn't buy a season pass ahead of time. This is why you shouldn't give them your money up front because at any moment, they could go out, see you later. We're, we're, done. we're done making this game. 
Uh, it didn't work out. It's underperformed, Sarge. It underperformed. We've learned our lesson this time. Ah, we've only got two million of you to to spend seventy to one hundred and twenty-five dollars. We'll get you next time. As as uh, Chat said, uh, Doctor Claw. Oh, you said it, Doctor Claw. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I'll get you next time, Inspector Gadget. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what it is. That's that's exactly that's exactly what they said when they when they say that kind of thing. I I just I just don't understand why the 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 mindset of trying to grab for more money always instead of making a good quality product first. There, the 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 mindset is completely different now. It's not about making a good product. It's about how to manipulate people to get them to pay more money than what what is normally given for the product. Like right. a a sixty dollar game is not enough anymore. Uh, Sony wants to go to seventy, and then even when you do seventy, there's there's things in the game that make you pay more. We've said it in the past many times before. They want a hundred dollar game. That's what they want. They want the hundred dollar game. Period. Right. And nobody wants to give a hundred dollars up front. But as but as long as the standard the they standard the way of manipulating American microtransactions is what they want. Right. Right. Well, that's that's what I mean. The standard way to manipulate any American is to say it's only fifty dollars. But it we cost this, 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 this along the way. And you're like, oh yeah, it's only 10 bucks. Oh yeah, it's only 10 bucks. Oh yeah. You're, the mentality of not realizing how much money you are paying for a game is the way they make more money, right? Time gates, grind sessions, whatever way to make you feel like you can't you can't get ahead. And if you give me just a couple more bucks, you can make it to the next level. Or a couple right. more bucks, you can make it to the next thing. I I don't. I don't respond that way. My brain's not wired. As soon as I see that kind of thing in any aspect of life, not just video games, I just walk away because I don't fall for that type of thing. Yeah. I it, it hurts me to see a great IP, another great IP fall over because of greed and corporate decisions. It's a leadership thing. Developers do not want to have a bad reputation for a game that they spent five to eight years of their life on they don't want to be remembered for shit games that they made right. they want to they want to enjoy the they, they want to enjoy the job that they're doing right and have people be happy after they do it leadership is the issue here it's got nothing to do with developers right why do you think so many de developers keep jumping ship to different different games because let's be honest if you if you're passionate about video games like you really love video games you've been doing it for 10 years like i, I can give a bungee example guys who've been working for destiny don't you think after a while you get tired of making the same game? Yeah. Like you, you come in every day after, after like 10 years and you're still doing the same game. I would think for sure on the most basic level, somebody has to give me something different to do, especially if I'm passionate about developing games. Right. I've got to work on something else. Maybe I work on a story game this time. Maybe I work on a car game this time. Maybe I work on an RPG this time. Something different, something that challenges me. But if you're doing the same game, Every day for over ten years, yeah, you get burnt out. You you're burnt out. Yeah, I, I talked about you're this. Burnt out. I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago in the, in the film industry. What's great about the film industry is that we're always moving to it. Like if you get on a if you get on a sitcom or, or you know syndicated shows, something like like Friends or or Seinfeld, where you come into work every single day for six months for ten years. That's that's the job that you want as because it's stability. But you also want to pick up the times where you're doing commercials, music videos. Uh, uh, other films that are only do for six weeks, like type of stuff, and you constantly always move because if you were just sat there and did the exact same job for twenty years, like daily news, put me out of my misery. All right, put me right, out of my but, misery. But once again, I look at it from the actual work aspect of what it is. It's an art. This once again, 
you guys think and they think that they're making widgets. And I use this example all the time. It's not, you're not making a widget. You're not making a product for people to buy. It's art, right? Art is subjective. Art is not owned by everybody. Not everyone likes the same art. Right. Maybe you and your friends share the same art and you might play into it. But after a while, you fall off, you find something else. It's art. They are trying to establish that no matter what they make, they're going to make the same amount of money, whether it's upfront money or microtransaction money or whatever, because it's a business. And it turned into this, this evil money grab when they figured out the number of people involved. What you guys don't seem to remember is that gaming was not mainstream. Gaming was for nerds and for people who didn't have friends. And you guys wanted to just be off in the corner someplace. And that was my hobby. But when they realized how many people actually liked video games and they realized that everyone born after this specific date was into video games, the corporate warmongers immediately had the light bulb go off on their head. It's like, this is, a, this is an increasing market that will never go down. It will only go up. Right. So we have to find a way to capitalize on this immediately. And so that's what happened. All your great IPs got turned into these catastrophic messes because they were trying to grab onto as much as possible. Every IP we've ever loved has been shit on. And if yours hasn't been shit on yet, stick around. It, it, yours it, is it's, next. It's, it's coming. <laughs> yours is next. Perfect. So after, after a while, you have to say to yourself, I'm, I'm 100% behind indie people. I want anyone to come up with anything, any game that, that, that changes the dynamic, that makes you feel like it's art again, that makes it feel like it's new and like we're just trying some stuff. Like there are games like that. Like right. there have been games like that in the last eight years. Limbo's one, Tunic's another. I thought Darkest Dungeon was fantastic. The the great the, 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 the great escape, right? The 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 artful escape that artful all escape. about music. If you haven't played that one, it's on Game Pass Ori, right now. Try Cuphead. that. Ori, yeah. Cuphead. Like that is those are the seeds of the IPs of the past. What is going on now? is tragic it's tragic because you're taking beautiful ips that millions of people have loved and you're turning it into just corporate you're corporatized the entire thing it's not about the art table sable was good i played I, right? play, I played about six so hours, many good games hours of it so many good games and all, all all there is now is like this wasteland of like another reason why we manipulated you another reason why we didn't put the microtransactions when we give out the root copies another reason why we've got a battle pass another reason why there's a a, a roadmap like get the fuck away from me Obligation i don't pass. understand how this works anymore like it is a high risk listen as, as art normally is it is a high risk high reward situation you're going to spend a lot of money doing a game and whether or not the people love it or not yeah. you don't know right when they first came out with Halo, when they first came out, when Bungie first did Halo, did you think it was going to be a slam dunk when they first did it? Nobody thought it was going to be a slam dunk. They had an idea. They put a team together, right? Microsoft was putting together a, a, a system, a and, they needed, and they needed to have a game to release with their actual system. And so Halo happened to fit the bill. Halo, Halo was actually a, a back game. <clears throat> it was a real-time strategy game with Halo Wars. Yes. And they they turned it from that to the first, uh, yes. and which is which is the same pivot that you would example uh, use the example of how Fortnite went from a single player or co op tower defense game and pivoted to a BR game to be successful. Same That's with, exactly well, same with Overwatch. It's exactly what Bungie did. Overwatch pivoted too. Overwatch was also a <clears throat> like a um, 
like a League of Legends type of game, like MMO, I believe, actually, and they turned it into a. But 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 the pivot was good. It's a guess. You're yeah. you're working. Yeah. Listen, you're working with many variables. You don't know what the people are going to say, right? But Halo turned out to be the gem of all gems. It pushed Microsoft into the gaming market because of what it was, right? It's not because it was just some game the corporatists decide to sell you. It was a piece of art that they were betting on to sell consoles, and it happened to work, right? right? High risk, high reward. Yeah. That's that's how it worked. And everyone seems to treat like every game now like, oh, this is the studio. The next game coming out is going to be fucking amazing. Really? It is? Why? Why is it going to be amazing? Because they showed you 10 seconds of something, and they, nobody gets review copies, and there's nobody talking about anything, and it's delayed 16 times? Don't worry, it'll be fine. Like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> oh, by the way, we're putting microtransaction after the after the review copies. Um, speaking of Halo, and speaking of if your IP is going to get ruined, sit around, it might, might be you next. Here it is. Now, I haven't, be warned, I haven't watched Halo. Okay, I haven't watched Halo yet. Um, but we're going to talk about a couple of articles that have been written today. today. Somebody here has got to watch. Somebody people, in this chat's and, and, watched it. Yeah, other people have watched it. So right now, as it sits, I'm going to show you what the updated updated stuff is. This is what's happening right now on, on Rotten Tomato. Now, I'm not showing this to you to be like, well, it's shitty because the critics say it's shitty. Okay? I'm not saying it's awesome because the audience says it's awesome. I, as just myself, Look at this and go, okay, so the critics think it's 57%, okay? Audience thinks it's 68%. So what's half between 57 and 68? That's basically where it sits for me, okay? Without even seeing it, that's what I take. I look at the audience. doesn't matter if the audience had a 99 and then the other guys had 10. I take what's half of that, that's where it sits, right? Because you always have the people that are always going to be super far past that say, it's terrible. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. And you're always going to have the people that say it's the best thing ever made. Okay. And then everyone else is in between. And you have the people that, that say certain things. What's really telling here is that the top critics, now all critics are 37 so far. Top critics are 13. It's at 31%. Now top critics mean these are people that are technically respected in the community and they, they, they write a lot of stuff. They're usually right about certain things. And, and they, that's why they're rated at top critics. 31%. Now, there's only 404 ratings so far for the audience score. It's at 68%. Just to show you where it was earlier today, because I took this screenshot. Let me go to my, let me go to my general here. You scroll up to what it was uh, earlier today. Pass it. This morning, it was 7962. 79 audience, 62 critics, and now it's 68 audience, 57, uh, 57. I took that this morning at 7 o'clock in the morning, and I posted it in the Discord, uh, and then this is what it is. Now, some of the topics we're going to be talking about for the Halo okay, um, are as follows. Okay. Halo show unmasks Master Chief to reveal yet another generic chosen one. Okay, now just reading the, we're just reading the topics here. Okay. Halo joins the ranks of failed video game adaptations. Okay, but technically, does it count as a video game adaptation? Didn't follow the video game. Paramount plus Halo adaptation devoted of the uh, devoid of the video game's soul. Okay, a new Halo for a new generation 
how the TV series is reinventing Master Chief. Well, I can tell you how they're doing it different is that they just interviewed 343 and asked them, is Master Chief? Who are these characters? Okay, and at a base level, they asked the studio who took over the franchise from the people that created, which is Bungie. They should have go inter- yep. interviewed Bungie. If, if you're going to ask about the child's upbringing, if you're going to ask about the child's upbringing, you go to the mother and father. The mother and father of Halo is Bungie, not 343. If they were going to ask any questions at all about what the characters are, what was it about it you wanted to, to reach for, what kind of stories you wanted to tell, or what were you trying to convey to people? If those are the questions you were going to ask before you made a TV show, you ask Bungie. You ask Bungie what they did, what they were thinking about when they made the game. You don't ask 343. 343 four, three, four is the stepfather, right? Who Who's not around. Who's not around and lets the kid do whatever he wants. That's basically what 343 is, right? That's not their parents. You ask Bungie. And not playing the game doesn't help you either, right? I understand you want to have your own artistic spin on a TV show. I get it. But at the same time, if if the if the IP is popular enough for you to invest money to make a television series. And the only reason why it's popular is because the 25 years or 20 over 20 years, years, over 20 years of gamers who have funded Halo over the years to keep it popular. And then for you to come out and ignore the entire reason why you were given the money to make the show, right? Is a slap in the face to everyone, right? Right. They made a game about a game. They made a, a show about a game. And here's a quote from the thing. Stephen Kane says, writing team didn't look or talk about the game. Talked about the characters and the world. They never played the game. But here's funny. I saw a clip. The game has a story. I saw a clip, and they do a first-person mode in the show. Like, you're seeing from the eyes of the first person of, of the Spartan. Okay? So... Why make, and I had a conversation this morning on my stream, but I, I, I bring this up again for Sarge because Sarge is part of this conversation now. Why, Sarge, would they take a video game IP and then not make it part of the video game? Why take an IP of a video game to make it into a show and then not link it in any way, shape, or form to the actual story of Halo? There's five, six games, six games, Seven games, if you call it Halo Wars or whatever, okay? And you could you could take a character and in between Halo 1 and 2 or 2 and 3 and 3 and 4 and 4 and 5, like it doesn't have to be connected to the actual story of the game, but it could have taken place in the actual universe of the game. But instead, they're like, no, nah, no, nah, we got this, okay? It's about the humanity of, of Master Chief and, 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 the, and the struggles of, of him, right? And it's like, uh, sure, okay. Now... The unmasking of him. There's People have a lot of problems with this. And I, I read through Twitter. I read through hundreds of posts. Read some reviews. Okay. People that are upset about being there. They say it. I'm a Halo fan. This is not Halo. Someone else comes in the chat and says, well, you should come up with an open mind because it's a really good show. And it's like, who's this show for? It's called Halo. I know what Halo is. You know what Halo is. You think mom and dad know what Halo is? You think mom and dad are like, I can't wait to watch Halo because of the video game. Is is a standard person who doesn't play video games and doesn't know what Halo is going to jump into a sci-fi show that they have no idea what it is based on the stories of what, what they... Generic space opera here, okay? And and done the exact same story Listen, without Master Chief, let's, without the actual... Let's, let's roll with this, right? Let's roll with this. First of all, 
right? The sci-fi fantasy community who would be interested in this, right, is a much smaller demographic than your normal 25 to 58. You know what I mean? Like the, the giant group of people that they do for TV shows, right? People who actually enjoy sci-fi fantasy, the group isn't as large as you think. I'm sure it's large, just not as large as like a standard network programming, like people who watch Friends or Cheers right. or any other like mainstream shows back in the day. So if you're going to make a show based on a narrow group of people for the ones that actually know about it and supported it for 20 years, and then you make it to where they're not going to have any connection to it at all, it's because you want to have your own artist. Uh, your own your own artful rendition of what you think Master Chief should be. Meanwhile, we know who Master Chief is. I bought the books, read the stories, played the games, and you decided to walk on in, ask the stepfather about how his kid was, and then decide to do a show based on your kid. Right. It it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense financially. It doesn't make sense creatively. It doesn't make it make sense mentally. It just doesn't make sense, right? So. How in the world do you think you're going to make a successful show based on, well, we're going to wing it because I'll, I, I will put in, I will put in the same plot points that I put into every other type of movie, sci-fi fantasy that we've ever done before. And we'll just plug it in here and everything will be fine. Right. Here's, here's, here's the story in a nutshell, right? You're not going to find the humanity of master chief. And the reason why you're not going to find the humanity of Master Chief is because, in case you don't remember, is Master Chief was a genetically created soldier that was specifically bred and trained to defend humanity against an uh, an alien force that was going to eradicate us, right? Master Chief on the weekend didn't barbecue and hang out with his girlfriend, right? He didn't drive his vet uh, on his two-week vacations after leaving the military base, right? His job is to defend Earth. With a, a hundred thousand other guys just like him, right? They didn't think that way. There was no time off. There was no uh, hanging out with the friends, going to the bar for some beer. Like that's not what the story is. Right? They're not they're genetically not, made yeah. humans to they're defend weapons. humanity against an alien force. Yeah. They're weapons. They're tools. Right? So to try to try to tell us that you're going to tell me the humanity of Master Chief is, I, I can't. That's I, that, that's what it is. Whoa! I'm so angry at this point. I'm so angry at this point. Like, what the fuck are you guys so, talking about? So I think what are you talking do, about? I think they're gonna do is that the, the bad guys in the show are not the the Covenant, right? They're they're not. The bad guys in the show are the is is the organization that brought him and made him into Master Chief. I I swear to God, that's gonna be the plot down the road. It's gonna be like, well, you're not this person. You're a human being because they they want to they want to capture it, right? They already took his mask off in the first episode. Okay, now here's the thing. Here's why I dislike this so much. Okay. Halo game has been around for 20 years. Okay. Right. Halo's been around for 20 years. He he took his helmet off, I think, I forget what happened, but it showed him as a as a as a kid, like a right in the in the video games, if I'm not mistaken. The books he did. But in the video game, he doesn't take his helmet off. Master Chief is Master Chief. And then people argue, well, it's a video game, and you're supposed to imagine that it's you behind. No. You're playing Master Chief. I and still gaming are I'm not Master Chief, but I'm controlling Master Chief, the guy who's the tool who's protecting humanity. That's what, what that's what you're doing. Okay. The problem with this now is my son or anybody else that sees this at a younger age sees Pablo 
take off his mask, and he is now the face of Master Chief, right? He's the face of Master Chief, okay? Now, I have no problem with the race or anything like that. What I'm saying is his face has never been seen, and yet now this is the face moving forward. Even though this is not connected to the game, people that watch this will automatically assume that that is the person that's behind Master Chief now when they play the video game, even though it's not connected. You see what I'm saying? That's one problem. Another problem people have with this is that uh, Miranda Keys is race-swapped in the, in, the, uh, in the show. Again, doesn't take place in the game, but yet they have the same characters from the game over here in a different timeline, in like a, a separate multiverse of universe, whatever. Okay? And they've changed and swapped certain characters that were pinnacle of what they were, and now they changed them again for this show. Right? That's another problem. The, the way I look at Master Chief, it's a it's 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 a hybrid between the Marines in 40k and the stormtroopers, the original stormtroopers in the Clone Wars. Like you're born and bred to do a specific job. That's why we made you. There is no humanity. You're only human because it's the form we've chosen to give you. Because we can't have four armed aliens running around fighting for us. You make them look like us. We train them to look like us, and then they fight in wars. That's what that's what they are. Right. And Duplass just said something that makes me want to jump out the fucking window. See, I, right? I now he says I didn't know says, that. I didn't know that. Up. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. up. They made they made Master Chief say, fuck the USNC in episode one. Yeah. Yeah. In which, episode one, which then automatically t I'm telling you right now, that's the enemy. The enemy is going to be that down the road. It's going to be him breaking free of being a prisoner of being a soldier for them. That's I, that's I, I, what it's going to be. Whatever, man. You, I'll tell you what. You take the leftover people who who never played Halo and love fantasy and sci-fi movies and let them watch it. That's fine, right? I'll be over here with my soul and childhood being crushed. Yeah. I'll be over here. Like, I don't understand what they're trying to do, honestly. I, honestly, I don't know. Again, if, 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 you can't, if you can't look at the big picture, once again, it's an IP that was brought up by us, right? 20 years. Okay, by us. And then they found a way to say, hey, enough people have played this game. They know what it is. It's time to make a show about it. We can make some good money. But then to, then to actually say to them, to themselves, well, I can't really follow it, what they're doing in, in, their, in their little world over here. I can't make a, a show based on that. I'm going to take what I know from movie making and show making, and I'm going to make put my spin on it. Right. Like, that's great. That's a great idea. You do that. And then when your show flops, okay, you can't complain to anyone but yourself, right? And apparently, once again, guys, apparently these companies have money to burn because they have been doing this now for the last five years of taking IPs, doing shows and other things with them, and then crashing and burning, and yet they can still come out of the ashes and spend more money to do it again, which means they have uber money, bro. Right. Uber money. Well, the, 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 funny, part, the funny part of the, of, of the whole thing they make this for did they make I don't know. this show for I i'm telling you they're making it for people who like sci-fi fantasy shows and have never played halo before that's what they made it for so i guess i don't know 10 million people they made it for 10 million people that's that's what they, they didn't want to reach the entire world they only wanted to reach the people that like sci-fi fantasy but never played halo before that's the group <laughs> that's the group they went for here, here, here's what's funny. Stealth says not down the road 30 as of episode one. Stealth, when I said that this morning, no one even watched episode one. And I said that was 
what the villain was going to be. If that's the actual villain in the episode, and I picked that out from day one before I saw one fucking frame, okay, that's, I don't have to wait that long. I, apparently, I've already told the future just hours before it happened, okay? It's just, it's sad, man. Like, once again, I know we're all in a, in a rough world now. We work hard. You know, we got some of us got families. Everyone wants like 10 minutes or half an hour to watch a show to just take it, wash away the world this, and, and just kind of like enjoy yourself. Well, I'm aware. I'm aware how this works. But there's like a thousand channels now. You can watch whatever you want at any time. This, and I, I, I just think that if you're going to destroy IPs, I'm not going to give them the time of day. I, there's plenty of other shows I can watch that I can wash away the world with. This is not one of them. This What's funny to me is because this doesn't take place in the video, their own take. This is just a fan film. That's what it is. The same fan films that were been on YouTube for years that people did low budget and made it themselves. And they were actually good. They were I've really good. Seen Halo, Halo right? fan Stories were, were much better than what we're seeing. Again, I haven't seen it myself. I'll tell you when I see it. Okay. But this is just a fan film. It, it doesn't take place in the, in the timeline. So it's just a fan film. Aren't most original heavy hitters from Bungie at 343 now? Uh, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. A lot, well, maybe now, like 343 now, as far as like Halo Infinite, sure. I'm okay. Here's the thing I don't know what's happening because I'm listening to the YouTube channel and I don't hear my thing peaking at all or clipping or turning off at all. So I know some of you are hearing it. I don't know why it's happening, but on my video that I'm watching, it's that's that's why I have this in my coming into my ear right because when you guys said something earlier, I was like, well, what's happening? I just I it, I just I get disappointed when they try to capitalize on something that we've built up. We've built up Halo. We have, and then decide to destroy it, and then never never think twice about it. You know that's that's the part that 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 irks me is they think they can capitalize on something that we grew over time that we supported and then they can do whatever they want with it and then they right. expect you to like it and then when you don't like it they use whatever adjective you want to put in place so i i listen i'll give it two weeks let let all two thousand people who have paramount plus watch it right because you need a good sample size right i'm not i don't i don't listen to critics at all at all so I want to see the audience score, but I want to see the audience score after it's passed like over 3,000 people. You need a good sample size, right? Because that means the people who got bored, it's raining out, let's watch a sci-fi show. Those people have watched it. You want to watch as, you want to get as many people as possible to watch it, right? Right. I, my guess is it's a C. It's, if, you're, if, you're ready, if you're grading on a letter, it's, it's an average show. Right. It's, right. it's nothing that's going to be on for six seasons and they're going to have to think about paying the actors more because we want a seventh season. That's not going to happen. It just went down another percentage. It's 67 percent now. It's at 68. <clears throat> now it's at 68. I, I, I won't. I, I will be fair. I will not pay attention to the actual percentage until it's over two, three thousand people. You have to give it a good sample size. Right. I don't I don't. Once again, I don't pay attention to critics anymore for 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 good reason. Right. Too easy to manipulate and they shill all day long. Right. If listen, if the critic scores are low, let this is how it works. If the critic scores are that low, nobody offered them any money. Right. Nobody offered them any money. There was no kickbacks. There was no nothing. No uh, disclosures about future upcomings. They True. got nothing. Right. True. They watched the show and they probably just scored it by the by the book. 
are the are, are, are is the story written well are, are the directors have uh, uh experience uh, are the actors uh good did they okay uh how are the graphics for present day like and that's why they got that score right right because if if anybody got any kind of money at all or any kind of kickback you you see what happens to the scores for critics all of a sudden critic scores like 90s it's 90s like what's 90 really like you and you and you watch you watch the show and you're like you got a 90 on that really like it's strange to me so i believe zero critics right audience score if you get a good enough sample size the people who like it like it the sure. people who don't don't and sure. you get the score you, you you're, you're going to get the average score you'll get the score i can't i can't watch it any other way that that's true reese it doesn't deserve to be called a fan film they haven't <laughs> interacted with it with the franchise at all that's right that's right you're you're right it's not a it's not a fan film because a fan film would actually put more more effort into it than they than they've done. <clears throat> it, it's it just it's sad because it makes me here, here's what it does. It it pulls me more out of video games a little bit each time. Yeah. Right? When you're when you're the hobby that you loved is being taken over by the standard operating corporate people of the regular world, whereas that's why I went there to escape them. And now more and more of them own more and more companies. And it, it basically pulls me further and further out. Eventually, I won't care about video games at all, which is sad, right? Right. right? But at the same time, I'll, I guess I'll have to find a new hobby because this will be just like everything else. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go on to the next topic, which is uh, the next big topic we have is G4 TV. Those of you that haven't followed uh, G4 TV, we, we haven't really brought it up at all. Uh, in the last two months, right? So you guys know we, we're, we won't show the the footage because God knows I don't I don't need to hear I don't need to hear the woman say what she said two months ago anymore. Okay, I've, I've, I've heard it over. Frost was on the show uh, months ago saying that the women are not there for your eyes and that we're not we're not, we're not there we're not there to be easy on the eyes easy on the eyes That's, right? right. Was and that, was that and that was immediately after I think it was two weeks after. They immediately had Amarath come out of a ball pit. No, no, no. That's not two weeks after. That's two months after. Two months after. So it was two months. Two, two months. months after. Yeah. Jump out of a ball pit in a bikini with a shake weight. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. So they say it's not there to be easy on the eyes. And the people that came before weren't like this. And I don't know if Frost ever watched G4 before because what G4 was, um, Olivia Munn literally had a segment called Olivia's Rack. And the whole segment was just a camera that was just on her rack. And then she would tell you her favorite movie. Right. Right. On her rack. Right. Okay. Then right. there was also her panties and she would pull out her panty or underwear and then throw it into a, a corner where there's a pile of panties. Okay. There was uh, episodes where she shoved her face with hot dogs and all this other stuff. And right after Frost did that, they had a mass exodus, like 9,000 people unsubscribed because we were called sexist and racist and istophobes and whatever else, right? And then right after that, they like doubled down, right? Blair Herter, the vice president of G4 at the time, said, if you don't like it, don't watch us. One of those things. If you guys remember that, that happened with the comic books industry, that happened with book sales, that happened with movies and video games. Remember, those all turned out very good when they say, if you don't like it, don't watch it type of stuff. So they, yep. they they got they got rid of them, or more people left, and then on top of that, they find out pressing that the people that she was talking to, some of them work at the actual company that are sexist and racist, right? And then on top of that, they find out that it wasn't proven, but it looked like they were viewbotting, 
because numbers started going up. And then all of a sudden, once they were called out about it, the numbers dropped dramatically back down to what they were. Then just a couple of weeks ago, G4 decides to take G4 and X-Play and swap them. One had 400,000 subscribers, which was, was, was G4. And X-Play had about 160,000 subscribers on their YouTube channel. And they decide to swap the two. So now X-Play is, is, is the high-end one of it. And G4 is the low-end one. So if you, if you look up G, uh, I'm sorry, G4 uh, TV, and, and, you do, and, you, and you do a search on YouTube, okay, the very first thing that pops up is not G4. The very first thing that pops up with 589,000 subscribers is X-Play. And then if you start to scroll down, you're like, well, where's G4? Like, you look, Attack of the Show. Uh, here's a clip of G4. That's the first one. That's seven or eight down from the actual thing. They've destroyed their own channel. Okay. Yeah, they imploded the channel. Then on top of that, uh, just a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, uh, Amarath. People know who Amarath is. Okay. We know what she does on the internet. She's a, an entertainer. People like her. If you like her or not, whatever. People watch her. So they bring her on to the G4 Austin show, and she's in a ball pit. and She's hiding, and all of a sudden, they pull her out of the ball pit, and she's in a two-piece bikini, and she's looking pretty damn hot, right? I don't know if Frost freaked out at that moment because women on G4 are not easy on the eyes, okay? So she's there, and she's in the, in the ball pit. She's taking balls and, like, playing with them like this in front of her breasts. Uh, she's saying, we all like balls here, don't we? And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, especially blue ones. Like, we all know what they're doing. They're doing the G4 humor like they did in the past, okay? Yeah. Then she's doing a shake weight, and she's doing the shake weight like this, right? She's opening up her mouth when she's doing shake weight. We, we all know that, that these are things, right? She's shoving hot dogs in her face, all of this stuff. And it's just funny to me because G4, just two months ago, was telling you that they don't do this type of stuff. This is not what G4 is about. You don't know what you're talking about because that's not what G4 is. And then that's, here that's they the are. That's the definition of hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy, right? Here's the hypocrisy. That's hypocrites. the definition. Okay. And it's just funny. And then on top of that, we get we get Blair Herder, who comes out. Let me uh, let me bring this up. Hold on, where is it? Okay, Blair Herder comes out and says, uh, "I'm quitting." Okay, G4 TV senior vice president Blair Herder exits network after telling viewers who are uh, disagree with Frost's rant, "Don't watch us." Okay, so, so basically, instead, instead of firing her, he fired himself. He quit. That's the yeah. only way. That's yeah. the only way you can get out of something like that. Yeah. Because you, you, you was no, there was no possible way to fire her for being against their own company because it would have came out wrong no matter how they presented it. It would have came out that it was sexist on some level. So instead of firing her, he fired himself. He walked away. Right. But apparently everything was going great, right? It was, it was I mean, everything was going yeah, great. Why would, why what, would you leave? Why would you work so hard to bring back a network to yeah, then, then leave, leave three months after it came back? I don't know. Why would you? Right. Why so would you just over a little over two months after declaring he was proud to work with this place that makes stuff like X play host Indian frost blacks infamous on air rant against sexism and gaming G4 TV senior vice president Blair Herter exits to a network greener pastures. Okay. Ta uh, taking to Twitter on March 18th Herter announces his followers that life is too short and making memories with the ones that you love is the most important thing to the world. Here's the next great Herter family adventure. Okay. Goodbye, G4. Uh, goodbye, G4. Uh, 
Uh, and he added before revealing his new place of employment, which is Team Liquid, which is pretty funny. It's what's in France and Switzerland or whatever. Okay. Which is the competitor to G4. Surprise. That's just, it's so weird. It, it's so, it's so strange. So apparently he didn't agree what he said because he didn't even watch it anymore. I mean, he's leaving to the competitors, right? Hypocrisy, man. Hypocrisy is just, it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So the vice president, and so much so that he was, he didn't even put himself on camera. He put Austin on, on the, uh, the wrestler. Okay. Pretending he was Blair Herter in the announcement that he's leaving. Okay. So alongside with this tweet, the former G4 executive shared a video in which WWE wrestler G4 host Xavier Woods, okay, uh, played a part in Herter's pro providing further insight into the decision to leave and network in the professional esports organization uh, as they go through. So uh, this is just so, look, I didn't care about G4, okay? I used to love G4, used to love X-Play, used to love Attack of the but Show. It's, it's, it's the, the situation is completely different now. I, I said this before G when they came back. I was like, how are they going to survive in this in this there, there, there's too now. many there's too many people in the medium doing what they're doing. It's not the same right. anymore. Back then it was something it was new just and them fresh. It was just them. Right. The internet That's wasn't correct. what the internet was today. That's correct. Right? When they left in 2016, they, the internet it was much bigger and now it's a completely different landscape, right? Absolutely. Everybody's doing what they used to do on G4, but in their own studio, right? That's or correct. studio in their bedroom or living room or their back porch no, or there, wherever. Some guys have gotten big enough. No, no, I, no what I'm saying studios. is this is a full fledged production with tons of writers, tons yep. of reviewers, tons of people that uh, studio space, rent galore, electricity, all of this stuff. Meanwhile, me and you are doing a podcast from the comfort of our home in our room in front of our computers. Right. Well, we'll, we'll see. How, we'll see how much longer they go for. Because because uh, in the business world, it's called hemorrhaging money. We'll see. Listen, I, I, I looked at their videos. You can't have 500,000 subscribers and only show and only 5,000 right, people exactly. or 10,000 people watch the video. Right. right. The numbers way is way off, which means something's wrong. Lots of bots. Right. Lots of fake that's, accounts. Lots of people that correct. just followed just to, to say they follow, but they actually don't watch. That's correct. I mean, look, I'm not comparing myself to them, but. I have 15, it's no, 11, 10%. I have, I, I have 1100 followers on YouTube. It's usually, 10, it's usually about 10%. Okay. I have 11. Look, I have, yeah, I have, I have 1,170 subscribers. Okay. Our last video, which is last podcast has 1500 views. Okay. So I have now, obviously not all the people that are subscribed to me are coming to watch it. But that's a pretty good turnaround for the people that are following me. I have more watches than than subscribers. They have five hundred, half a million subscribers, and they can barely get by on uh, on some of the stuff. Yeah, listen, we'll 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 watch them go. If they recover, they recover. They imploded their own channel. I think they have a, a, a landish numbers for what they're doing. We'll see. Look at, look at we'll this. see what they do. Look, look, all their shows on X Play, which is G Four TV. Right, they have five hundred thousand subscribers, four hundred eighty-nine thousand subscribers, fifteen thousand views, two thousand views, fifteen thousand, nineteen thousand, twenty thousand. That's horrendous for for the amount of stuff that they're putting out and the people they have to pay. They can't they can't last long. And Blair Herter leaving, 
has to see it and goes, I I have to get out of here. There's no way we can withstand this. He took a step down. It wasn't a promotion. It wasn't lateral. He took a step down from where he was. Sure. But he knows that he'd rather take the step down and go to a different company than stay there and go down with the ship. Right? I don't know. It's just a little little weird. The whole thing is... It's a definition of, of, of hypocrisy, the whole thing that happened. The, the last one I saw, where they had Katie have a box tied in her front with a, with a spring oh, and she with was, a hot dog on it, and she has to do a hip thrust to get the hot dog in, in, her, her, mouth. in her mouth. And yeah. I'm like, how blatant is this? <laughs> like, how do you do something like this after that, <laughs> after that stance you took? After that, after that moral stance you took, how do you do that? Yeah. Now, to answer your question, Stealth, we won't be caught. We, oh, I was telling Sarge about them in the, before the show. We, we, they, they weren't part of the show. Those are last-second things to put in. Um, I, I might cover them myself, or we'll talk on, about them next week on the Daily Grind or whatnot. Uh, we won't cover them here. Uh, one of the other topics I want to talk about, Sarge, after G4, is that the new trailer came out for Ghostbusters. I'm not going to show it because I could probably get copyright claimed. So we're, we're just going to show the article of, uh, of it, which is... The people that created Friday the 13th, Sarge, which we had fun with when, when the game came out, uh, the devs are making a Ghostbusters multiplayer game. Wasn't there a licensing issue real quick about that? I, I Friday, really liked of, that of, game. Of Friday the 13th? Yeah, I really uh, liked that game. They, they got it figured out. They just couldn't make any more DLC to it. So they just left it as is. They couldn't so update it, it anymore. it still exists? It still exists. So, you could still play it. Okay. They just no updates to it. So they went on and made Predator... Uh, which is a 4v1 type of game. And then they, they also they seem to be like this 4v1. And then they also made this Ghostbusters game, which is also 4v1. Now, it is a single player game as well. Okay. I've been talking about a Ghostbusters game for the longest time. Okay. Now, so much so that here it is. I've 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 manifested it, Sarge. It was on my vision board, and boom, Ghostbusters the video game is now here. We haven't had one since like 2009. Okay. Which is the one that was on uh, Xbox 360, which they re- I thought they- that was a good game. That was it was, a good it was fantastic. Out. It was a fantastic game. Not only was it a fantastic game, it was linked to the other two movies, which this game is also linked. If anyone went to go see uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, the the end cutscene shows Winston, okay, um, as a he's a businessman in the movie. He's a billionaire, a self made billionaire in the film of Ghostbusters. So at the end of Ghostbusters Afterlife, he walks into the old uh, fire station and buys it. Okay, he buys it and opens it up, and the Ecto One follows him in, and he starts a franchise of Ghostbusters. So this takes place right at the end of Afterlife. It's linked to the actual last movie. So Dan Aykroyd's in here. Uh, Ernie Hudson's in this. Um, they're not the Ghostbusters. But there's actual, you know, you. I'm assuming you create a character, or there's preset characters. We know we really don't know much about the game. Um, it is a solo game as well, so you can play the whole thing with bots, with your with the AI uh, teammates, or you can play with teammates. Don't know if it's cross play. I don't know if they said it's cross play in any way. Um, I don't remember reading if it's cross play, but there's upgrades. So as you're the ghosts. And let's say you can be the one versus the four. You can upgrade your ghost to make him unlock other ghosts. Now, I don't know if other ghosts have different abilities or they get stronger or there's different benefits. Some can see through walls. Some can go through. Some can ecto slime. Some can take over objects. So you're, you're playing like hide and seek type of thing. You can make yourself like a lamp. So they, so the Ghostbusters come into, let's say, the hotel. 
you could just destroy all the stuff that's in the hotel, but your 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 score will be lower because you're you're paying out fees to pay back all the stuff you're destroying. So you can't just shoot the whole desk because there's a lamp there, and you have to go. Is that the ghost? You shoot the lamp. You take it taking a risk of you know. While the ghost I'm, is trying I'm to slime, yeah, I'm not worried about. Yeah, the ghost is trying to damage. slime you and trying to get the PKE meters up because if he gets his meter up, then he wins, and if the Ghostbusters get, capture them, then they win. Type of It'd thing. Be an, it's it's an interesting mechanic. I like to see how that works. Yeah, so I'm interested though because this could live or die real fast. Well, look look what happened to the other four V ones. Like Evolve right. died on the vine. Yes. Right. It had a lot of potential though. See. I see why they keep picking the 4v1 thing. I see, I, I, I kind of understand what they're trying to go for. I think, see now, the way I look at the Ghostbuster version of it, see, here's what I see. And I think it's, I think it's possible. If it's 4v1, I think what should happen with the Ghost player is he should get his experience up when he plays, even if he gets captured or not. It's a carryover of experience in what you do in the game, right? And I think that once you reach a Ghost level that's up high enough, Right, and you pick the special abilities. Then what ends up happening is the next time you go into a game, like you're the boss character for their next mission. Right. So it would be like the first time ever where a player is make is making the boss character for other players to fight. And based on what what uh, abilities you pick for the ghost is what you have in the final battle against the four players. I think that would be phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Right. That's innovative and amazing. Where first time ever player is the boss. Right. Now they could have did that with Evolve, but it was it I I'm thinking it was like their first attempt at like what they were trying to do. And it just didn't stick well. But I think they, they haven't given up. I mean, look what they're doing. They've done it now three times. So like they're 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 trying to advance or innovate in what the four V one genre can do. And I think this is a good possibility that that might be what they're doing. I, I think that would be a, I, a, a good way to to innovate the game. I like what uh what Craig Tone is saying um, as far as they could make it like a raid boss, right? He's like, only if Ghostbusters meets D2 PVE, I'm still waiting on him to see the Stave Puff raid, right? You know what I mean? Like, that would be interesting if you went up against, like, what Sarge is saying, like, maybe you can unlock the Stave Puff, right? Like, so when you fight, against the other ghosts, you're the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man, a big giant boss, and they have to beat you. I just stuff. think that advancing an enemy character to the point where you're the boss character would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Right? I Because then, then you'd have your own mechanics that you do, and people have to learn how to defeat you. I, not I would, just a random boss. I would also like, I don't know why, I, I, liked, I don't want a simulator game. I want Ghostbusters to be like it is. But I also want to be able to upgrade my gear, level up, and then like do like I want a, a semi open world game where you're driving around you like Spider Man. You, you want division, but with Ghostbusters. Yeah, I do. Fans. I want like Spider Man where you're swinging around fucking Manhattan, but instead of that, you're you're Ghostbusters. Remember the old game on the Apple Two C? We take the game and oh, you. God, dude, it's so old. I know, but you would take the you would take Ecto One and you would drive around the city, stop, and then yes. go into the building. I yes. want that, but remade into the into into the game factor of what we have. Sort of like what Ghostbusters was. Tempest is talking about great game, unofficial sequel. Uh, Dan Aykroyd wrote it with, I think, Harold Ramis, if I'm not mistaken. And it was it was fantastic. It was a fantastic Ghostbusters game. Going to like this other dimension. The graphics were phenomenal. All the voice actors came back. Like I 
that just missed it for me because I wanted to be more of an open world type of game. Go to different locations, look for ghosts, like you're hunting them, it, you're it capturing seem, them. It would seem it would seem to me that you could probably have like maybe 10 or 20 missions with different ghosts at different locations. And then if the game succeeded, you could have DLC with different enemies that come up in the DLCs. Yeah. Would t- like a, a little story version with a main boss at the end of it. Right. But the, but the world's open world. Like maybe it's all of Manhattan. Right. And then Chicago. you could play on the ghost side and then play the same right. boards as the ghost and then stop the, the, the Ghostbusters from. It, it, once again, it has its possibilities. Right. I, th- I think it looks good. I do. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Obviously, I don't think I'm going to buy it day one. I'll wait till it comes on Game Pass. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but I'm excited for the for the Ghostbusters game. Now that I've manifested the Ghostbusters game, Sarge, I mean, it's not my division that I wanted. Uh, I'm just waiting for that Transformers game. I, I've I've manifested two mean, wrong trans- Transformers. What do you mean your Transformer yeah. game? I've been talking about Transformers for uh, months. Months? I've been talking months. about it for years. Years I've been talking about Transformers. Wanna, I've manifested wanna... a mobile game, and I've manifested that shitty battle game that we played yeah, a couple well, of weeks well, ago. You better, you better be more specific. You want an MMO Transformer game with customizable robots. That's what you want. I want I want the Destiny-type game with Transformers. No, not, not Destiny-type game. I don't, wanna, I don't want my stuff vaulted. Oh, no, I don't want vaulted. All right, I'll take it back. I want, a, I want an open-world Transformers game. But with like dungeons and raids, and you can big on both sides. It, I, I'm telling you, bro. Autobots. You, okay, so imagine, imagine the, the, the mechanics and the ability for spells and powers, like an ESO. You know, when you have a list of skills and things like that. So the same type of thing with transformers. But when you pick a specific transformer, you're only in that one. You're only in those brackets. You don't get all brackets. When you pick a specific transformer, you're in. It's like classes, but you don't call them classes, right? And then you can only be so many things. And then depending on what kind of transformations you pick, that gives you a list of other things to be. So that 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 would quote unquote put it into the brackets. I don't want to use the same terminology, but as a damage dealer, healer, tank type of thing. But you have abilities in those slots. Right. Right. So it's almost kind of like you need certain guys to do certain things for a paper, rock, scissor type of thing. Everybody can't be everything. It's a little bit more class based. You you can do everything. You're just not as good at everything, right? Either you you're either good, you're either okay at everything, or really good at something, and you're bad at something else. It's got to be more balanced. But the fact that I can pick my own transformer, and as the game progresses, I get different transformations that gives me different abilities or different weapons, and then each classification of transformation has its own weapon bracket. Dude, that game would go on for years. Trying to figure out all the possibilities. I like Craig's like, watch the game will be GoBots instead. I, it, it probably Stop will. it, Craig. It'll, it'll... Stop it, Craig. <laughs> Stop the it. Go bots. The Stop it, go bots. Um, somebody put him in timeout. Time him out. Ten what, seconds. What was uh, no more, Craig? What was the leader of uh, GoBots, Sarge? The leader of GoBots Dead. for who? Yeah, the good guy. Leader one. Uh, yeah, the car's name. I forget what. Now is the red car's name is Turbo. Turbo, that's it. And Skeeter was the was the scooter. Scooter, sorry, not Skeeter. I thought it was Skeeter. Skeeter's from Borderlands, which is fine. Well, there's Skeeter, Scooter, and Cooter. You know where Cooter's <laughs> from? Do you remember what Cooter's from? Yeah. Does anyone remember where Cooter's from? You have to be old as me to know where, where Cooter's from. What TV show is Cooter from? Is that is that from? Uh, it's from. Uh, Dukes of Hazard, isn't it? That's correct. Yeah, it's that's Dukes correct. of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, which character? He's a mechanic. 
That's correct. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <clears throat> Hilarious. <laughs> but that I think that would be a good game, Mike. You put you put scooter, skeeter, and cooter on there, and you put the names <laughs> next to it, and people have to match it up who's who. <laughs> draw draw a line, draw a line to who matches to who. Dude, <laughs> Play, play the Jeopardy theme. We'll get we'll get copyright claims. No, but for that but as well. seriously though, I I think the four v one has a chance. I, listen, if it if if they didn't believe in it, they would have stopped trying. They didn't stop trying it. They're doing it again, right? Like Evolve came out and bombed, Fast. and they were like, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try it again. They also hit the microtransactions in that in the beginning. Uh, they did, yeah. they did, but now they're trying again. Like I listen, in in, in my mind, I've said it already. In my mind. It's the first and only way to get the player to make a boss character in a game. I think it's it's a good, good innovation in gaming. If you can make a game where the player is the boss character, I think it's got potential for sure. I, I, I'm kind of excited for it just because I'm a Ghostbusters fan. and I, I was happy with the last movie. It wasn't the best movie, but I was happy with it. Um, but we'll see. It's, it's coming out later this year. It's coming out later this year. I think, I think a good way of, of opening the game up is... You start off as some Joker guy, right? And you, you work with them. Looks like. like you work with the Ghostbusters. They give a couple missions with you, and then they tell you, "Okay, it's time for you to get your own franchise." And they send you out, and you pick you pick a different area to go to, and then you start your own crew. Yeah, well, I think it's going to be along the lines of that because at the end of Afterlife, he opens the franchise. So I think you do start with all rookies, like you're all brand new Ghostbusters. Like it's your franchise. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be cool because the more jobs you do, then you can unlock more stuff for your for your franchise, right? Upgrade your Ecto, upgrade your uh, your proton packs and whatnot. <clears throat> Transformers game will have Optimus Prime take his mask off and say "F the Autobots." That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. So speaking of uh, of Borderlands, okay, Tiny Tina's Borderlands comes out today, tomorrow. Whatever it's out for some people now. today, and it's it's out tomorrow for everybody else, the non-special people. It's out for everyone else tomorrow. Okay, uh, so I'm just gonna give you a couple of uh, gamer scores here, right? So Game Informer gave it a 95 out of 100. Okay, Gods and Geeks gave it 90 out of 100. Comicbook.com gave it 90 out of 100. Dual Shockers 85 out of 100. Destructoid 80 out of 100. Uh, Gamespot 70 out of 100. And EGM, uh, 60 out of 100. So, got six. Got the lowest score of 60. We got the highest score of 90. Uh, so you know you got uh, about a 70, 80. I would say I give it. I give it like a uh, 75, 7.5 out of 10, 75 out of 100. I, I've been watching a lot more footage of this, Sarge. I'm thinking about picking it up. I'm thinking about picking it up. We, I, I might play it with. Bono and Hilly. Dude, and I, you're a streamer. If you're gonna pick it up, pick it up. I'm not I, stopping you from getting it. I know, but I, it's not selling me 100 yet. It looks good, but I'm still, I'm still, I don't know. I don't know if I have leftover uh, from Borderlands Three and and what Gearbox did to streamers. Like I, I don't know if I want it yet. I, if I wait six months, it'll go on sale. You know what I mean? I mean that's that's everything. Like, I know, like, do I need this game now? Am I going to play it more than tomorrow? Right? I need people well, to play with. Again, I don't want to just play by myself because I, yes, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it as much. Your playtime is not the same anymore. I know. When, when you used to buy a game, you weren't streaming, you bought a game to play it and have fun with it. Now you have a time scheduled 
you know you don't have time to play the game. That's a factor in you even yeah. buying the game, right? Because you don't have the time to play the game, right? I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to spend sixty dollars to play it for three hours and then never don't play it for a week or two. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, that's because we're in the mindset that when we buy a game, we play it for the current time until we finish it. And we move on to the next game, which usually sometimes could be a month, maybe a couple of weeks, depending on the game. And then we move on to the next game. But you don't have the time factor for that. So it doesn't work out the same. Dupla City Listen, play it with me on the on the it, on the it, night. It streams. looks like it it looks like it's like a spin-off of a show. Right? Tiny Tina stole Borderlands 2. Stole it, right? She became the character in that game. Right. And she's and they supposedly knew, she's a little younger than she was. So technically this takes place, I think, before Borderlands 2. I, I don't I don't give a shit of the timeline. All I'm saying is the woman portraying her, the character lines that were given, she stole the show. Yeah. And so they gave her a spin-off. Right. Now it and, and I think it has directly related to the fact that Bunkers and Badasses DLC or whatever that DLC was called, right? was so hilarious with her in it, the last DLC of the of the Borderlands 2, that, that that solidified the fact that they should give her something to do, right? right? And so to me, all the characters that were in Borderlands 2 were all phenomenal. Like They had their own little quirks in their own way. My, my favorite, of course, is uh, Mr. Torg. Like, I think he was the best character, but He's in the as game far as... as well. So now... I don't know how the gameplay works as well. It's it's mm-hmm. Borderlands, even though it's not Borderlands, right? It's Borderlands. See, I think I think what they should have done at the end of Borderlands Two is follow what they were what they teased was they looked at the map, they showed planets, and they showed these different vaults right. that you had to go to. And so I thought that we were going to go with new people, different characters, and in, the innovation would be different complexity of characters going against more and more ridiculous monsters to get more and more ridiculous loot would have been. That's what it is. It's a looter. You can only go bigger and better and badder. That's how it goes. I thought that's the direction they were going to follow. Instead, we got the moon base one, which was eh, prequels. And then we had Borderlands three. It was okay. Right. I mean, it wasn't. And and again, this doesn't, this doesn't, I'm muted. muted. Yeah, I don't hear you. Uh, Chat, can you can you guys hear me? Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe they can hear you. I can't hear you. Anyway, can you hear me I don't now? know if I don't know if if Borderlands. Ha- I don't have enough. I have another Borderlands in me. Is is the issue? Uh, it, it looks good. I will wait to see how everyone feels about it. I, I'll tell you what. If it shows up, if it shows up on Game Pass, and I'm sorry, I, I might. I might. It depends. Can you hear me now, Sarge? All right. All right. Uh, so I, I'm excited. It's not linked to the other Borderlands games. It, it is by just no, it's characters. Okay. It's, a, it's a standalone game. Yeah. I get that. It's I a board game I'm, I'm and, and whatnot. Borderlands forever. Yeah. I'm just saying it would have been nice if they followed the tease. The tease that they showed at the end of Borderlands 2 was, look at all the planets, look at all the vaults. That was the tease. Yeah. And so they, they never followed through with the tease. Right? Not to mention the fact that it's very hard to come up with compelling characters that are fun to, to upgrade and make them kind of like in the game, right? I mean, the, the siren is the siren. You have different siren abilities. But the other characters, like, I, I, I think that Borderlands 2 
was the greatest crossroads of ideas and mechanics to gameplay that made it so special, right? Everything jived really well with Borderlands 2. It was it was a, a very lucky conglomerate of ideas and people that made the game what it was. Like, Handsome Jack, probably one of the best villains in a game of all time. Like, if they were just making him into an actual character in, in some other movie, like, if they were to just take Handsome Jack and put him in an actual movie as Handsome Jack as a villain, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be fantastic. Like, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he was, he was one of the best villain well, characters I of all time. I think one of the greatest villain characters yeah. of all time. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> just just his, his whole character. The guy portraying him is perfect. Perfect. The guy who portrayed him. I, I just don't know. I I think it's like mid. I want to buy it. I want to like it, but I'm also I have been burned so many times. I I don't know if I should. Just, I, I think I'll just wait. I think I'll just wait. I'll be honest. Listen, I'm sure there's people in chat that will want to play it. I'm sure there is. <clears throat> Here's a a smaller story for for the uh, for the night here. I would got a couple minutes left. A uh, smaller story for the night is NFL is making an annual VR football game. Now, the NFL is making an annual VR football game. The NFL themselves is going to be making a video game. And the NFL announces plans to release a new official licensed VR football game for MetaQuest and PlayStation VR annually. Okay. A National Football League is coming to a virtual reality with an announcement of the new official licensed VR game. It currently being developed in partnership with sports technology company Status Pro. What's more, it's going to be one-off as the NFL is planning to make it into a series just like EA Madden's NFL franchise. Now, as of today, football fans don't have as many options to play the favorite sports VR, and they can yeah. opt they can opt to play games like 2MD VR Football or MVP Football, uh, Patrick Mohan, uh, Mohan Mahomes, sorry, experience with the cartoony looks or just give up uh, and put the VR headset down and play Madden NFL 22 instead. Now, with this new VR game, it's intention to provide a more authentic experience that can make players feel like a professional football player, right? So they'll be sweating and out of breath and dying in their in their in, a, in their living well, rooms. Like what position? What position are you playing? Are you playing quarterback? Are you playing lineman? Like, like what like quarterback? The fuck are you? How are you playing this how, game? All right, let's over or under. How many people run through walls and their television sets as they're playing this game? Oh, that, it's got it's got to be, be the, way that, up high. That will be the most hilarious thing ever. Their kids, he hikes the ball and yeah. he dives in to get out of the way. You got to You got to film this. Everyone's got to film their parents Whoa. or something to play this, right? To our order in chief that the NFL is turning the status pro uh, founded by former NFL receiver Andrew Hawkins, a former colleague of quarterback of Troy Jones status pro currently develops virtual and augmented reality services that are used to actual NFL teams. According to the NFL press release, this new first person 3D simulation game is going to be available on MetaQuest and PlayStation VR. But confusingly, there is no mention whether it means this upcoming PSR V2 or not. MetaQuest for the unfamiliar is actually just a new name for Oculus Quest which is also given when Facebook rebranded it to Meta. Okay, other than information regarding the 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 expected the VR platform, sadly, there aren't many details. Like how is this I just want to know how this is going to work, Sarge. Right? How is this going to work when as, uh, if I'm a receiver? Before. Okay, well, yep. look, if I'm a quarterback, if I'm a quarterback, fine. Say you, you hike, you get the ball, you run quarterback back, vision. Right? And you, the quarterback and you, vision. You look and you can throw the ball or or hand it off. But now you're the receiver. Right. So now you're like the receiver and obviously there's going to be like patterns on the ground for you to run, but you're going to have to turn to to like, look, 
you're gonna feel very odd while you're doing this standing still I, in I, your I'm living not, room i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bad talk it all i'm gonna say is what i say for every game that talks like this it sounds very ambitious it sounds really dumb no, no, not dumb. No, it does. It sounds it sounds very no, ambitious. No, I'll tell you why it sounds dumb. You have dumb. to be more positive. Bro. No, I am being you positive. Have to be more positive. I am being positive. It sounds very ambitious. First of all, no one wants to stand up and play football in their living room. Nobody. The well, people that are playing you can't say that. You no, can't say that. The people that are playing NFL football in their house are not people. If they wanted to play football, they go outside and play football. All right. They're sitting on their table or the table. They will be sitting on their table when they when they play through the VR. They'll go through walls, glass doors, kitchen this, sinks. This, this is gonna be the this, this is gonna be the best YouTube videos ever. Like seriously, right? Like, right? It's just gonna be kickers. Yeah, it's just gonna get the ball. And you're just gonna kick it, right? It 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 needs to be realistic, and at the same time, your brain's gonna get so confused. Yeah, but here's here's my question. I'm just gonna if, be this. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the center. I'm just gonna snap the ball and do this. If you if you don't pick if you don't pick the player right if it's where the action is if I'm the quarterback and then when I throw the receiver then it automatically flips to the receiver oh, it's gonna be very be so jarring dis it, right, it's gonna be very jarring in the VR goggles so like what is your position maybe you're the like, ball <laughs> <laughs> you're the ball that's what you are you're you're the ball. You know, they, they, this is what happens. When it, you, this is I almost not, just joked. This death. is what happens when you play the game, Sarge. Ready? Are you ready? They're like, all right, hut, 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 hey, you just gonna just fucking throw up instantaneously. I, I have to listen. First, you have, the first question I have to ask is if the NFL is making any kind of video game at all. I want to know what company is doing it. That's the first thing, right? The next thing is who decided the NFL was going to be in charge of a video game. <laughs> Well, technically, they're not in charge of it. They, uh, well, they're paying for it. Status Pro is in charge. Yeah. Right. Listen, it, uh, once again, it sounds very ambitious. But if it's anything, if it's anything like the metaverse, we're in trouble. Uh, but I, I'm giving it, I'm giving it benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say, uh, how about this? I got a better idea, Sarge. This is how they're going to do it. Status Pro is not actually making a video game. Right. This is what I think. Cause they, they didn't really tell you it's a video game. They just said they're making a VR NFL. Okay, you know how a couple years ago in the NFL they would have the quarterbacks mic'd up and they would have a, a camera inside their helmet, like the quarterbacks or cer mm. certain receivers? Right there. Gold mine. Okay. You're going to have a VR headset and NFL is going to charge you a ticket and you could be any position on the field of a real NFL game and feel the impact while you're wearing the fucking headset. What do you if, mean feel the impact? What I'm telling you is you're going to be able to tune in to the eyes of Tom Brady that retired and came back out of retirement, okay, to see what he sees and how fast. So when he turns his head, you're just watching the NFL. You're, you're getting, you're, we're getting, we're getting exactly what I talked about, okay, where the 50-yard line, you can get any seat you want, but you can switch. That's, that's coming. You, that, that's this coming. is what this is. The NFL is officially licensing this. VR is coming to all the stadiums and you'll be able to watch all the games and you'll switch to the quarterback or you'll switch to one of the linebackers and I you'll be able the, I think that's what this is. And you'll be able to game, see the I think, actual I think the video game. I think the video game is just a doorway into what they actually want to do, which is sell tickets 50 yard line. I'm, I'm telling you, set. that's what this is. I don't think this is a video game. This is this is a virtual reality NFL 
involved into the money. Like I, I think in I think the game. this is it. I think what we talked about is coming, bro. I manifested it, Sarge. I I think I think this is this is coming. I've manifested the, the, it. The everybody gets the fifty yard line seat in football is coming. That's what this is. Well, I don't I don't believe this is a franchise of a, of a video game. It just says football game. Sure, I believe it's more than that. I think this is going to be something down the line where NFL is going to go. Hey, no one's coming to the stadium. We should we should invest into some other technology where people can still come and see the football games. Imagine being able to sell the stadium out three times, four times. Imagine. Imagine selling one seat a thousand times, ten thousand yeah. times. Well, not only, not just the fifty yard line, but wherever the ball yeah, is, wherever wherever it is, where, you're on that line. Wherever yeah. the ball is, you're on that line. Yeah, you just switch the camera. It's a it's a close it's a close. Yeah, uh, did they make did they make it past the first down? Split the camera. Shit. They made it, man. They made it, right? Pulls off his head, says, like, well, we made it. I, I, I'm telling you, yeah, that's what it's going to be. Right. I'm, tell I'm telling you, man, here it comes. They're gonna, How would the sound it, work? Because I don't, I don't think the teams or players want the fans. No, you would, hear, you would hear the announcers that are just announcing the game, but your camera angle would switch. That's all. You wouldn't get the set. You're not going to hear uh, the linebacker going to tell the quarterback he's going to eat his grandmother for dinner and, and shove his, you know, his balls down his throat. I, I think, right? I, I think I, I think I want to hear that, that. though. I, well, that's extra. You'd pay the extra. That, that's, that's the microtransaction. I want to hear the linemen shit talk each other like that. That's that you pay extra. <laughs> the shit talking. It's a, it's a microtransaction or NFT. It's yeah, an NFT. You pay, you pay the extra, extra five bucks a month to hear what the guys are saying to each other. It's a virtual Great. NFT. So you can get uh, the shit talking done to you. So now, now the players know it's happening. So when they're talking to it, they're like, I know you're watching at home. I'm going to eat your kids for breakfast. And they're, they're, they're actually going to shit talk the, the, the person watching. Watch like the concussion right. live tonight on, on Monday Night Football. You, you yeah. go to the camera angle. The guy's down on the ground. He's just like, guy, he's completely knocked out. It would be pretty cool. How much do you how much do you think they charge that's, that? That's that's what's perfect. That package? That's what, perfect, George. That's perfect. Clip that. That's perfect. What's that? What's that? What's that package cost? Concussion package. What what that would cost? Overpaid injured athlete simulator from the training room to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> that that's perfect, George. Oh man, absolutely perfect. Hey, extra no ads. Yeah. How much? How much do you think it would cost? It's called the concussion. It's called the NFL concussion package. What what, what is it? What does it cost? Well, the, uh, the I'll tell you. What, I'll tell you what the uh, ads would be for your um, virtual helmet when you're watching the games for virtual helmet. Dramamine. All the ads, all the ads will be for motion sickness. Yeah, Dramamine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> eyeglass, eyeglass stores, contact places. Are you out of shape? <laughs> yeah. Right. Gym membership yep. stuff. Yeah, that'll be exactly the ads for you wearing that. Yeah. And then when people watch the game, Sarge, they actually feel like the game last night. I threw eight touchdowns. Right, and they're like, right. "What do you? Right. What, do you what do you I mean? Through eight touchdowns? I fucking yeah. threw eight touchdowns, man! I was in the game. Did you see how I moved? I was, <laughs> I was in the game, man. Wearing the jersey, they feel like they're actually right. Four easy, forty easy payments of twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. It, it it is it is going to be that way. Listen, if you don't if you don't think the NFL is going to sell the same seat. A hundred million times to make money, you are sadly mistaken. The only okay. the only thing that they're upset about right now is they can only fill the stadium once, right? Imagine right. being able to fill the stadium how sad for them, multiple Sarge. times. How sad how multiple times. How they not how, to mention how sad could they sell a six thousand dollar ticket for the nosebleed section no, no, for the no, Super Bowl, no, but now they no, can no, do it. Check it out. 
a million times. Right. Check this out, though. Check this out. As soon as that actually works, where they can sell the stadium multiple times, think of how much money the players will have to make. Oh, my God. The, the, right. The, 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 the renegotiating of contracts as a quarterback in the NFL, if they're selling the stadium six times, eight times over, because everybody at home can wear a virtual helmet to watch a game, bro, forget about the fees for, for NBC. Forget about it. Like the, the next thing you'll hear is like, uh, yeah, the ex 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 quarterback uh, just signed a contract for 127 million dollars for next year's game, right, next year's season, next next weekend's game, yeah. right? Right, the 127 million dollars, like it's <laughs> for, gonna be ridiculous. If that happens ridiculous. before Tom, before the end of the year, if that happens, Tom Brady doesn't ever retire. He's he'll, not gonna retire he'll, ever. He'll, he'll play till he's fifty. <laughs> Bro, until he gets hurt, he's not going to retire. This whole giving up football for Lent joke and everything they talk about him, I don't give a shit, all right? He's not going to retire until he gets hurt. If you can still play ball, you want to play ball. I don't understand what the what the problem is here. You, you, oh, he's 40 years old. He's past his prime. He almost, he almost just won a Super Bowl again. You don't think he's going to almost want to try to win him again? Yeah. I said Come last on, week man. or two weeks ago, he wants eight on his fingers. It's off centered. He's got seven right now. He's like, I need four and four. Yeah, he's got OCD. Yeah, he's got to have that eighth ring. Have yeah, eighth one. Yeah. A matter of fact, I guarantee you this year, how many bets are going to be made for for Tampa Bay going to the Super Bowl are going to be incredible. I I think he unretired because he looked at what, like he was so close to winning, and he went, and no one was, no one's going to get drafted this year. That's no one's going to get near near. So he's like, no let's come back. We can do it. We can do it again this year. I, I'm I, telling I, you, I, I believe it. Yeah. Right. Well, he did. He deserves it, even though he's an ass as a personal guy. He's an asshole. I get it. But he deserves it. He deserves to get the eighth ring. And that way, no one will touch him ever because football will be much different place 10 years from now. No one's going to break that record. Right. You're going to have to have mechanical legs and cybernetics to, to do what Tom Brady has done. Yeah. No one's no one's got it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's got the dream team Gator. He's like, yeah, we, we got it this year. We got it this year. I mean, I'm not a Tampa Bay fan, but I'm in Florida, so I'll, I'll root for him. All right. <clears throat> That's the end of the show. And as my voice cracks as I go through puberty at the age of 43, uh, that is 303 in the can. We do appreciate you very much for coming out and hanging out with us. Uh, we're here live every single Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we have a bonus episode next week in the month of, of, of March. It's our fifth episode, is it not? Yeah episode next yeah, week. so next week is a is we're gonna call it the bonus show bonus it's a bonus actually, it's a no, bonus it's show no it's not but it is it's a bonus show uh we'll be live 8 p.m eastern uh you can watch us at twitch and youtube simultaneously you can also listen to the podcast i haven't uploaded the podcast last two weeks on audio because i'm having issues with that but uh when they are up you can listen to the past broadcasts that we've had on google uh, uh spotify anchor.fm uh itunes um, you can also listen to uh, what's happening right now. This show is going to get taken down off of YouTube. It'll be unlisted. So if you want to watch the past, if you have the link, you can automatically watch it, obviously. It'll be unlisted for anybody else. And then I'll upload the other version of it and uh, take out any parts and bits and that, uh, that uh, messed up during the show. Other than that, we do appreciate you very much. If you'd like to support us in any way, shape, or form, you can do it in the free formats of the follow on Twitch. Uh, share, like, over and subscribe over on YouTube. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, you could always do a super chat. You can do a membership over on YouTube for a little as 99 cents, or you can do level one for 4.99, or you can do on Twitch 
for $4.99 as well, or use your Twitch Prime sub. Uh, we appreciate you, everyone, coming out. And uh, I might do some uh, streams this weekend. Not sure yet. Uh, late night streams on uh, the weekend for maybe members. Uh, other than that, I do appreciate you very much. See you guys in the next one. Take care. Game on, guys.